tortured by insanity. Good afternoon, evening, whenever you're listening to this, guys. Welcome to the Issues Program this week. I'm Phil, the Issues Guy. As I mentioned before in messages I post, you can call or text in any of your thoughts during the show or anytime you listen to this podcast, day or night, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365, 4, 6, 5, 20, how many days are in your calendar? You can you can call this number 781-990-8509. No, you won't interrupt me at five o'clock in the morning when I'm trying to sleep, but really being awoken because I need to run to the bathroom and pee. Uh, but no, 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 because I drink too much water before bed. <laughs> you will not interrupt me by calling on this phone or texting this line. This is your personal issues hotline to get out anything that's bothering you during the week or during the day. You just need you. It's a couple days before your therapy session and you need someone or something to just vent out to. Please use the hotline. 781-990-8509. Do it. Do it a lot. Well, welcome, as I said. Welcome to the Issues Program this week. I am back. It is rainy and crappy where I was today. Am today. Not where I was. I'm still there. But I met, I wanted to go out and play in the sunshine and, and exercise a little bit. But weather like this just demotivates me to hell. So I just stayed at home and looked at weird gifts. Yeah, like that one. Like, oh yeah, beat my drum, baby. Beat my drum. <laughs> a lot is going on in the world today. And I have a whole slew of stories and shit and stuff and things to tackle and titillize my tiddlywinks. Yeah, I guess that works. I guess that alliteration works. I'm titillizing my tiddlywinks. <laughs> Whatever the fuck that means. But So let's get to some news stories here this week. Right. O- what the hell? Oh, my God. Wow, th- wow, they weren't wasting time here. We've immediately got a phone call here in the issues hotline. So let's answer this. Let's answer here. Ladies and gentlemen, We, I believe we have Gotti on the line. How's it going, Gotti? Uh, it's going well. I um I need to actually turn it down. Yeah, down. yeah. I, it, I used to always hear people on the radio when they call in to talk shows do that whole turn your radio down thing, but it's... I completely forgot to do it. Which yeah, makes you feel stupid. No, 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 you you don't feel you shouldn't feel stupid. It's just it's one of those things that I don't even remember the fact that there's a little bit of a tape delay. So and right. So, right. so I'm unf- so you, you know. yeah, I'm unfamiliarized with the pros with the prospects. So, how's it going today, Gotti? Well, you know, you were talking about the weather, and it's like I've been. I mean, you know, my life has been not the greatest for the past to you know thirty three or so, forty three or so years, but. So I, I was going to take a walk. Like last week, I took a walk with my friend Jen from high school. And it was great. We went like all the way down to Hunt Beach and back. Um, although my hips, I never, the day that I turned 43 was the first day that I ever complained about my hips. <laughs> I kid you not. And my hips were like, they hurt that day. And I woke up and I was like in agony. And I'm like, fortunately, you can take Advil in fours, you know. <laughs> but 
but like it does it kills like you, yeah it kills all motivation joy. yeah it kills everything that you want to feel to be able to go outside and i agree with the hips thing it's like before you before you reach certain ages you don't know words like hip really exists you know when you see some exactly person, when you see livia on the sopranos go i hit her in my hip or something you know it, it's 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 very distracting but yeah days like this my brain doesn't even quite wake up i'm just i'm just uh and, and it's not that i mind i'm not a, i'm not a weather complainer i'm not somebody that complains on hot days that it's too hot or or complains that it's too cold i think those are some of the worst new englanders the ones that complain no matter what oh it's too hot today i'd rather it be hot i'll come right out and say well, it. let me say this i complain because i know where my ideal climate is and it it's very even i know the right. city that i want to live in w- would that be san francisco so, uh, why would i oh god that miserable liberal socialist I was more, I was no. I was more thinking because of the weather because it's constantly sixty five oh, to yeah. seventy degrees um, there. No, I wasn't. I wasn't. I wasn't. I wasn't speaking of because of their political beliefs there. I was talking about weather wise. What's the place where my friend is from? Redwood City. It's supposed to have the best weather in all the all the U.S. Um, like it's near San Francisco, and it's like always seventy six and sunny. I think. I think I you know? always sunny in Philadelphia. I think. I, I think I got a little bit. <laughs> A little bit spoiled because of uh, because of spending a good some parts of my childhood visiting uh, visiting Florida in sunrise. Yeah, and in summer, we spent so much of our childhood in sunrise that we we thought it you know yeah. for months of the year it was when I suddenly came yeah. back and you know money got tight the place had to be sold everything like that I suddenly came back and it was the middle of the winter and they're handing me a shovel I'm like what the fuck is this yeah and, and then your your yeah. brother your brothers were very like he doesn't know how to shovel and I'm like well this is my first winter you know I'm like I remember David being very 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 mean to me about me not knowing how to shovel and uh and uh, Jeremy and Chad beat me up and stuff that was being like you need to learn how to shovel blah 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 Oh, wonderful! Uh, you know, wonderful Marla. Memories. Speaking of Jeremy and Chad, Marla is delusional what? because I said to her, you know, their mother. Yep. That for for you know for for the listeners out there. Yeah, these are two. These my are brother two, David. Yeah, the uh, close, and his two best friends growing up. Yeah, and his two best friends who turned into very like I performed for one of the like. I I had some interactions later in life with them. Great guys. I went to college with Jeremy. Uh, but as young kids, as many younger than 16, 15, 16 year old kids, they were rambunctious and a little bit uh Chad was a bit better, but Yeah, but Jeremy but was Jeremy a little bit Jeremy and David as kids hated each other. Yes. Marla, I mentioned this, you know, jokingly while she was there and she like freaked out. And I'm like, first of all, Marla, don't freak out near me because I'll push you away. And there are stairs over there. And second of all, it's like, you know what? <laughs> and you'll learn really your, what your a broken kid... hip's about. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and you know what? Your kid was a mess, and he was obnoxious, and he and David hated each other. Yes, and yeah, I like... He, like, you know, was one of the... Just couldn't, couldn't grasp it. And I liked your dogs, but occasionally they were annoying. I, they, had I, the, they, I, I, they had these two big dogs. like they, anybody's dog. Yeah, they had these two big dogs that would occasionally be mean to people, kids, while they were walking to school. And it was in the age where people yes. weren't leashing their dogs, so their dogs would, like, follow you for a few blocks occasionally. 
And, it was, and a good part of the town had to walk by their house to get to school. To get to school. To in, high school. In certain ones of my friends, yeah. not so much me, but certain ones of my friends were scared of those dogs, and that created a lot of uh, problems. And then they asked them to leash them, and it, it turned into a negative situation. But 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 that's that's neither here nor there. I know you probably haven't, so I wanted to tell you about, about something. I found a very watchable online link to Star Trek, if you haven't had a chance to see it yet. Oh, it's 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 watchable. Like, it's one of those streaming someone holding a cam in the theater type things. But there's no person mm-hmm. eating popcorn. Popcorn. The sink is all right, and the and on a and it actually looks vi- not that I condone this kind of behavior. People should go to movie theaters. And- no, no. But what you're saying was, if it was the kind of behavior that I would engage in, yes, yes, or I, that was legal. I, right. This I'm, is where one might do it. Right. I might have a link to send to you that is definitely. Uh, but watchable, and will allow you to at least see some of the. I, we'll I'm, call it. We'll call it a cine activity. Yes, yes, yes. Now, now, I know you haven't had a chance to see it, but have you heard any of the? Have you have you have you fallen into the reading any spoilers? Have you or have you stayed spoiler free? Um, I've I've gotten some spoilers, so I I know what the I know what the basic storyline is. Okay, and you know what the big uh, or thing is. I know some basics of the storyline. Okay, do you know, you know what, what do you know what the main re- uh, reveal is in the movie, so to speak? Not unless oh. it's that who the bad guy okay is. no no that is the, okay that's what i'm talking about i don't okay. i didn't i didn't want to say this i didn't want to say it out loud not that it's a big big reveal but so you know that the bad guy ends up being uh con yeah okay yeah. okay good good okay okay that, that that's fair enough that that is my biggest problem with the movie uh, besides a and lot i actually didn't mind being spoiled for it i i actually decided that i'd rather see how they go about it than sitting through the suspense of it. No, I hear you. And this is what I'll say to you, that that more than anything, it is, hmm, it's not a movie that you really have to worry about being spoiled for. It's, there's no bit, even in the, the first movie, the difference, the first movie, there was some sort of mystery to the plot if because of the convolutedness of the of the structure of it but but there was some things to figure out that you wouldn't have wanted to know or something and in some star trek movies you'll say that those certain things you don't you know you in, right in you, star trek 4 it, you, would, it would it would ruin the story if 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 they revealed if they revealed the uh, end uh, of star trek 6 uh, w- yep. where who would the who the villains end up being in that plot and that whole story mm-hmm. and, and like a lot of things even in the parts of Rathacon, uh the it's enough time I'm not gonna spoil Rathacon for anybody but but like when Kirk and Spock are talking and speaking in code if that was ruined that might bother somebody you know there's certain a- aspects but- or even even if you knew who V'ger was I mean let's face it not the most you know tense and exciting reveal ever. But it's a significant thing that you learn who you know who and what V'ger was and how it came to be. Yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. But in this movie, <clears throat> I would Excuse say me. I would say there's from the almost the very beginning you can you can spot where this is going to go. My problems with this more than anything to speak in moderate generalities is is it feels too much like a just a plain popcorn action flick, and then half of the movie to me feels mm-hmm. like bad fan fiction. Uh, the second half of the movie, the very beginning of the movie is very good. Like it starts off, starts off good. You have, you have hope for it, but it, and you know, I've heard that, or I read that 
somewhere to a very similar that it that it started out really promising and just kind of went downhill and it was like well if you're a fan you'll want to watch it so you can keep track of the of the franchise exactly you, you're gonna you, know, you want to see it but the way that you're not missing anything big and great you're missing uh, you're missing a the, decent movie yeah yeah um the, the same way that if you you know if three or five or you know for some people four because it was too funny right because it was too because it was too, whatever yeah it was it, there was no big mystery you know, and 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 danger there you knew at the end they were going to find the whales and take them back you know if you didn't know in the first five minutes of that movie that they were going to save the day you you, you're an idiot you know you you, there's there was no there was no fear there do you you know that for the longest time i thought that the actress in that movie was jill eikenberry you know from la law no no it's the seventh heaven person to complete the uh complete the parents of seventh heaven in the uh right right i know I had no idea. And I said it on a news group. I'm like, and I didn't even say, wasn't that Jill Eikenberry? I said, that was Jill Eikenberry because I was so sure. And somebody was like, "Um, I have the DVD right in front of me. Or maybe at the time it was, you know, the Victrola. I don't know what we were watching stuff on. (laughs) And, you know, and she's like, it was, you know, um, what's your name? Catherine. uh, Yeah. Yeah. Whoever. What's her? Like, whoa, I have a. Let me, whoa, let me, let me screen this. Let me, let's see if I can answer two lines. Let's see. Oh, I, I think I just put Gotti on hold. Hey, how's it going, JCR? I'm on the other line with Gotti. I haven't figured out how to do a conference call yet. Ah. I'm on uh-huh. the, uh-huh. So, so I'm switching back and forth. So everybody say hi to JCR. Hi, JCR. Hi, hi. And hi, Gotti. How are you, Gotti? I'm good. Uh, sorry, I put you on hold for a second because I got another call and I haven't figured out how to conference call yet. But uh, not a problem. But give me. Yeah, one... I wasn't sure if we were going to be conference. Yeah, so. give give me one second. Give me one second. Hey. hey, how's it going, John? I'm gonna try to figure out how to conference call and and call you back. If not, give me a call back in a little bit. Yeah. Cool. Okay. I'll talk to you soon, buddy. Oh, uh-huh. bye. Later. That's John C. Riley. Let's resume with Gotti here. Yeah. Hey, how's it going? I can't figure out how to do the conference call yet. I will figure it out at some point. I don't want to use my showtime right now to be like and then yeah. i push this button right here and do this and blah blah blah, blah. I, I could i could make it entertaining but it's only because i'm good at the pushing the buttons thing and talking about it but i think if you're you know yeah i'm, I'm it, i mean it, i might be able to do it here but i i don't even know if it's possible yeah. on uh the go- on the google voice i guess i could do this make this really easy and just go can you can you? Oh. Conference call. Um, conference two calls on Google Voice. My thinking is no. Yeah, me neither, because it's free, and it's probably that's probably yeah. a feature that cause co- that calls but, you. Because I think that's one of the things that um, what was it called? Great train robbery or whatever the thing before Google Voice was. You could do it on, and then when they made it Google Voice, they I think they took that feature out. Hmm, let me like there were a lot of complaints because Google, you know, downgraded a lot of features. Yeah, and it's and I understand because they do have a it is a free product, so but Yeah, but still it all of their products are free products and Yeah, no, they, that's true, that's you know, true. They, they want to make get people to use them. You know. 
Oh, this has some, oh, but this was in 2010. When you need to talk to multiple people at once, Google Voice has a feature for that. Use Google Voice. You can spontaneously oh. talk to phone in conference with a total of four people, you plus three others. The best part, it's free and included with your normal Google Voice account. This was in 2010, though, so I don't know how this works. Yeah, a lot of those don't work anymore. As, I don't know if that one will, as, but a lot of them don't. Because I've tried to get Google Voice to do all kinds of things, and either the information's not there or I try it and it's no longer a feature, but they haven't taken it out of the fact. Or yeah, exa- you know. exactly. It's uh, it's actually been a. F- I honestly had no idea you could bridge most people. Okay, so this was in 2010. So I don't know if this works. If we if I'm still on with you when JCR calls back, we'll try it and see if it works. But but I that no- would be fun. That would be fun. I potentially all I need all I need to do from what it's telling me is push the five button. So let me try to push five on you and see if it gives me any prompts. No, okay. it didn't. <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen of the audience, I, I can't tell you how sorry we are that the five button replied with no problem. Yeah, it did. It did not happen. So so let's get back to Star Trek for a few minutes here. The movie it's, yeah. itself, like I said, it's an action movie in a almost in a diehard sort of feel. So it <laughs> at times, diehard meets Star Trek. I mean, meets Star Wars sort of vibe. So you're not missing any story-wise, but it is, wor- it is worth watching and checking out. Uh, I feel like I'm being a mm-hmm. l- little hard on it because of some specific problems I had with it, which we can discuss at a later date. But, but yeah, there uh, it yeah. is. We can watch it together or mm. something, and you know, absolutely, you know, and MST3K. Ab- absolutely, I already have an, uh, my yeah. friend Opie's down to do that as well, so we could do a whole big. Uh, oh, could, that'd be fun. We could do yeah. a, a big, uh, a big, big version of that. Anyways, good sir. So, uh, what were you gonna say? Oh, I just um, two things. When I came on, you were doing your thing. You know, like if you're you're about your psychologist. Well, it turned out I had canceled five of my last six appointments, so uh-huh. if I miss another one, they won't see me there anymore, oh, that and I'm sucks. mad at them. Yeah, I hate that stuff. But the other thing, which is the greatest thing I have ever read ever, and it's just because Buzz Aldrin is kind of awesome, <laughs> Moonwalker Buzz Aldrin now admits Tang sucks. Nice. It's about time. It's about yes. time. It's about even if that yes. even if that ends up being you know I hope he lives for a million more years. But if that ends up being a deathbed admission, it, that's beautiful. If it goes on, if Tang sucks, goes on Buzz Aldrin's grave, it will just be the most amazing thing he ever did. Yeah, I, honestly, you know? I'm not one to say things, but I I hope Tang sucks starts trending on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> I do, I do. I, I usually don't say things like that, but I'm I'm going no, I'm going know, I'm going to be. I'm going to point out put out hashtag uh, Tang sucks when I get off the air. Just just to hope, just to try, <laughs> try out of try to get this to catch on. I don't know. <laughs> anyways, give it, a, give it a whirl. Anyways, right, yeah, I'm going to let you go for now. But feel free to call back during the show if you're listening and you hear anything that piques your interest. So, and uh, if I if I don't answer, Absolutely. leave a voicemail and I'll play it right away. Sure thing. Awesome. I'll talk to you soon. Yep. Bye. Later. That's that is Gotti talking to him for a little bit. I'm um, just gonna get off because I got a lot of crap to get to right now, and I also part of me hopes John C. Riley calls back in so I can try and then Gotti calls back in so I can see if this conference call thing works because if it does, this is potentially awesome. I know how I could do it. All I need to do would be to sign into Skype right now, actually. And get one person on Skype and one person on Google Voice. I didn't even think about that. I'm an idiot. 
Well, anyways, this week, the Game of Thrones finale came on, and it wasn't as crazy as the last episode of the show. I'm not going to get into any spoilers or anything, but it was a good send-off for the season, and I... And I'm hungry for more. Having just got into it and done the super watch all the way through and now come to a point where I'm at a brick wall having to wait whatever it is going to be a year or almost a year to watch new episodes. Again, I punish myself for falling victim to the fucking hype and and getting into watching something. I promised myself I would never do this again, but I can't. But it's it. It's hard. It's hard because you go out there and you read spoilers or people post things on social networking sites. And and I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think it's, you know, my responsibility not to go on there and read any spoilers. But you get into the hype of it. And since Breaking Bad and since watching that all the way through and getting to the brick wall and then having to start all over again, I, <laughs> I realize I keep staying on that same guy as the the jump this whole time. I promised myself I wouldn't do this again. <laughs> that I'd wait till a television show was off the air or at least seven to ten seasons in and then start watching it. So I wouldn't face this horror. And now I'm facing the horror again on three ends right now. On three big ends of television shows that I actually give a shit about. Sons of Anarchy, Breaking Bad, and now Game of Thrones. And I guess I could throw The Walking Dead in there as well. That little group of television shows, I'm now forced to sit like, like Ray Liotta says at the end of Goodfellas. Like every, like every schlub, I have to sit here and watch an episode week to week. And I don't think it's the same experience. I don't. Watching things week to week make you more critical of a television show. If you watch things all in a burst, you see what the writer's trying to do, filler episodes do not bother you as much at all. That's the biggest thing in any series. It's the same with Star Trek or the same with, same with The Sopranos or Oz or, <laughs> or The Wire or any of these t television shows, these deep dramas. They all within a season have a couple of these filler episodes that, do that don't really further the plot. They're outside of the plot. And I think... If you watch a show week to week, if you're obsessed with it and you really get into it week to week, it's very difficult to, to take that. <laughs> you're like, I waited a week. In some cases, you wait two, three, four weeks because of breaks and because of whatever, the way they decide to show the program. And you've been, you've been hoping this is going to be a good show or you finally get the thing that the person does the thing to. And it all comes together and you get some furthering of the plot. And then you get a story where Tony goes off to, to Italy and meets some female mob boss that really has no bearing on the overall story arc to the season. And you're just like, I don't give a crap about this. I'm pissed off. But if you watch the whole thing... You can sort of fast forward through that. You can do other things. It's just it becomes not quite as important, and you appreciate that for what it is in simple filmmaking and such. But whatever. I don't like being this everyday schlub. I hate doing it, <laughs> and I'm the person. I'm doing it now. I'm forced to it. I'm just a little country boy. Oh, yeah. Yeehaw! Shut that off. Oh, no, 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 no. Shut that the fuck off. Sorry, Phil. 
I got excited when I looked at the, the dude eating bacon. I understand, Miles Edward O'Brien. You like the bacon. It's tasty. <laughs> it's a yummy, yummy thing. So this week has been E3, the video game conference out there in LA and a lot of cool things have been announced and I'm not going to get into all of them if you want to check out some of the best coverage out there check out the Linda Esch uh, King Baby Duck he's out there in it all him and Ninja are in it all so check out the EGM now page and and check out all their coverage follow them on Twitter on at you know King underscore baby underscore duck and uh and just check out all their stuff. What I want to talk about for E3 is the Nintendo stuff. Because, because that's really, honestly, the announcements that I'm the most excited about when it comes down to it. Yes, will I buy a PlayStation? A PlayStation? Plea to me. Will I buy a PlayStation 4 or an Xbox One? Eventually, I will get either one. I, I'm not sure which one. I, I know this, this is a big war. This is on the scale of, you know, the Super Nintendo Sega Genesis battle. This is one of the biggest battles in video game history that's shaping up here between these two. But as unpopular as this stance may be, I will get either one of them. I, I, I will buy, buy them be, mainly for generally the third party. They're, either one does have some exclusives. If I'm thinking of exclusives, I am leaning towards Xbox right now. But a big part of my gaming experience is the GameFly thing and the rental game and renting games. Not so much the used games and all that, but the but renting games and how GameFly is going to fit into this equation. And no one's really touched upon that. And I don't know how much of the marketplace depend on rental games as much as they used to when you could go to a store and rent games. But for a lot of us, people I know in my circle, Gamefly is super important for my ability to play as many of the new games as possible. But what I was going to say, my stance is, I'm Nintendo all the way. Mm. And I understand that, I, that they don't have great third-party support, the Wii U sales isn't what, it, what they projected it to be, blah bitty blah bitty blah blah But I love my Wii U. I love all the games that have come out on it that I've played. Not all of them that have come out. I mean, there's some shit. But the games that I like, I think, have been very well done and and opened up my uh, mind for the possibilities of using the pad. Just in the simple way of if they use the pad in the same way that Wii Sports and Wii Sports Resort did in some other games that were really good on the Wii, if they can develop similar concepts with bigger games with, the, with some of the similar things that you did in Wii Sports Resort, if you think of that as a tech demo of what the pad can do, I'm super excited for first-party Metroid game, uh, maybe, uh, maybe a system Kid Icarus game. Obviously, not not that I am disappointed about the whole Wind Waker thing. I'm pretty pumped about that, the HD Wind Waker. We'll get to that in a second. A new Zelda game on the system that will be similar the way Skyward Sword was, the best use of the motion controls yet. And the best use of the pad yet. Uh, I would love to see Nintendo make their own their own uh, Command and Conquer type game, their real time strategy game, a, a, a Nintendo Civilizations of sort or Nintendo Starcraft, where all the franchises are facing off against each other in some over the top battle. It, I know it, it could be done, or 
maybe just the heroes and then all the villain sides. I don't know. But I'd want multiple people to play as. Like, you could be specific races from the Zelda world. You could be Gorons. You could be Zoras. You could be uh, the Koopas. You could be... Uh, Mario and the Pete, the star, you know, the Mushroom Kingdom people. You could be, the, you know, different Metroid, ca- you know, and and in the same way that I can't remember the name, but there was a Star Wars game that came out many, many years ago that was similar to similar to the idea. I'm thinking that I'd love to see Nintendo do a first party game like that uh, to use to use the pad. But I, I'm really excited, and, and I believe Nintendo. I love my 3DS, and I love the games that they put out. It's worth it to me to always buy a Nintendo system to be able to play those games. And the third-party stuff and the exclusives for the other two, each generation, I've basically just picked one to get. Once, once the smoke clears a little bit. The game, I more care, care about playing sports games on there and games like Street Fighter and, and new Mortal Kombat game, fighting games, things like that. So, so we will see with the whole... Console battle, console battle. <laughs> but so here's a few updates about about Nintendo. There's going to be a Super Mario 3D World game on the Wii U, which will be available in December this year. The game will feature online competitive mode and uh, a new cat suit. But the real treat with this is it's been announced as basically a sequel to Super Mario Brothers 3DS, which is my favorite Mario. In years, I like it better than the Galaxy series. A lot of the negative fanfare is going, oh, why isn't this just a Galaxy 3 universe or something? I know everybody doesn't own a 3DS, and I know everyone's not going to have the same reactions I do to games, but Super Mario Bros. 3D really brought together both styles of Mario into one in a way that I think was more successful than Galaxy is for my taste of gaming. It gives you elements of that, and it also gives you elements of the 2D. So it's not too much the new Super Mario Brothers, which is funny. It's like calling the old-style Super Mario Brothers the new Super Mario style. It's like New Coke or New Coke Classic. (laughs) Uh, A new Mario Kart that reports are is the most fun Mario Kart yet, which I can imagine using the pad because you have a built-in wheel there, and then you have all your information on the pad, and you probably can look... Awesome. A new Donkey Kong side-scroller. Yeah. Legend of Zelda Wind Waker. Bayonetta 2. And here we go. Smash Brothers. Yes, yes, yes. Smash Brothers. And guess what, guys? Smash Brothers is coming out. People, a lot of people are just going to buy this system just for Smash Brothers. And Mega Man is announced for Smash Brothers. I'm not going to talk about the other two characters because I think they're lame. That got announced. Yes. <laughs> yeah. The Wii Fit Trader and an Animal Crossing guy. I guess I like the Animal Crossing guy because it's cutesy. I like cutesy. And uh, really, this is one of those things that people, you might not, you might think, oh, the fad's over, but it's not. They also announced more about their Pokemon games that are coming out for the 3DS, the 3D first 3D environment Pokemon games, X and Y, and update with a fairy-type genius being added to the pool. The new type that is effective against dragons will retroactively change a lot of the current existing Pokemon monsters. Anyways, so for Pokemon people, get a fucking 3DS now. <laughs> also, Monolith Studios' latest game is still shrouded in a bit of mystery, but is revealed today as a successor to the Xenoblade Chronicles as an open-world game where players can run and gun using giant transforming mechs. So, F yeah. Nintendo kicks some ass. A Link to the Time remake. It's all awesome. 
Yeah, that's right. I drink the Kool-Aid. I love Nintendo, and I'm not ashamed to say it. I bleed the big N <laughs> all over my face, everywhere. <laughs> Someone's asking about Steely Dan tickets. What the hell's that? What the hell is Steely Dan tickets? I don't even know what that means. <laughs> Do I have tickets for sale? Do you want some tickets? We don't have no tickets, sir. So, it's about that time. Let's get to some crazy, ridiculous news. Play me some music. Oh, no, we can't play the music. It's not hooked up. Right, again, I messed up, so I can't play the fucking music. What a son of a bitch I am. I suck today. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm really happy to be here. Thank you, everybody, for listening, and I appreciate it. Let's get into some silly news. A man in Iowa claims he was treated like a terrorist just because he lit off a firecracker. Steven Critson says he has no idea why cops, uh, no idea cops were already nearby investigating a suspicious package just as he tossed a firecracker into the street. He was jailed and charged with reckless use of explosives. Are fireworks illegal in Iowa? I don't know. If they are, then I guess they have the rights to do that. And in this day and age when people are doing all sorts of outrageous shit, you wouldn't you rather... I hate to say it, but in some cases, safer than sorry. It, it depends. Was he abused and all this sort of stuff? Or was he locked in a cell and asked why he was doing this and kind of probed by Jack Bauer a little bit about it? I mean, not like beaten by Bauer. I mean, just like when Bauer's like, talk to me, you know, and he looks at him and then the guy kind of pisses his pants. You know, if you lit off a firecracker in that situation and he knows the situation you got to kind of understand they're investigating a bomb type situation. And I just said situation like 75 times in two seconds, but that's okay. They're, they're investigating a bomb, a potential bomb. I, I can't avoid the word situation, a, a bomb call, <laughs> a bomb thing, maybe a bomb thing that works. I need to, I need to open my thesaurus. <laughs> I love this show. Is it is it bad for me to say that? Is it, is there something wrong in this world for me to say I love doing my show? I didn't say it was a good show. No, 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 no. I'm not trying to pronounce this show the greatest podcast of all time. Not yet. I mean, we're getting there. Give, give me another 10 years and maybe. But no, we're getting there. But I will proclaim that I have the most fun doing this. The this is fun for me. Now let's look at this. Now thousands of desperate Venezuelans, Venezuelans, <laughs> have downloaded a smartphone app which helps them locate toilet paper. Toilet tissue has been in short supply there lately because of the poor economy. The new app uses Google Maps and other methods to let users know what supermarkets currently have toilet paper on their shelves. The program called. AssSense, which translates to Supply Me. So far, the Android app has been downloaded over 12,000 times. That reminds me of that episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm, <laughs> where it's like that episode of Seinfeld, where George invents the toilet app to go to a different, to find the cleanest toilets in the area. Yes, the cleanest toilets. <laughs> I need clean toilets. That's not a bad idea. Like, when it really comes down to it, if you're in the city and you have to poo in a public location, 
you really should there really should be some way to figure out where where has the cleanest bathrooms because sometimes you can end up in bad situations gross so i think this toilet paper wraps a smart idea way to go way to go they it's about time they start teaching them how to use the seashells they need to learn how to use the three seashells they really do <laughs> oh gosh JCR JCR called it twelve. Um, blah 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 blah. Sorry, I got a text from uh, a different listener that says they would love a poop app. Thank thank you thank you. <laughs> I agree. I would like it too. I was looking at the times people called. When I was saying Gotti JCR Gotti and JCR really are my uh, you know two two of my best callers. Oh, we have other callers. Yep, there we go. I had another caller. Caller, you're on. Hello? Oh, uh, hello? Nope. Call, call, we don't have. Detroit, <laughs> you're on one. Nope. Guess you didn't want to be on, caller. Sorry. Sorry. Don't. Were you hoping to leave a message? If you're listening, if you're still listening, if you were hoping to leave a message, please call right back and leave a message and we'll, uh, and I'll, I'll I'll let you do it, baby. I'll let you do it. So, Space, the final frontier. Very few headlines can put it better than the BBC did. Black hole caught napping after meal. What? What does that even mean? The answer is a black hole roughly 11 million light years away has gone dormant. In other words, gone to sleep. This particular black hole lies at the center of the Sculptor Galaxy, where it's been consuming cosmic debris regularly. However, the X-ray light corresponding to a black hole snacking, snacking, has dimmed. This find has baffled astronomers. It's baffled me too. I'm, I'm freaking baffled too. I don't understand this astronomy stuff. So uh, it's baffled astronomers because the Sculper galaxy is associated with rapid star production. And the black hole activity is normally abundant where the star is found. And th all this is Greek to me. I wish I knew more about this stuff. All, all, you'd think that all my Star Trek watching, all our, all, excuse me, all our Star Trek in Star Wars, or I mean, you're not Star Wars, but all the science fiction watching that I've done yeah. would, would, would give me any, you know, all the techno babble should fill me with some sort of knowledge. Maybe they should have used, you know, more real science with the techno babble just so it, it could have partially been a class because all this shit means nothing to me. I'm just wondering if this is a if this black hole could be a wormhole to get us to the uh the gamma quad quadrant so i could meet a changeling or something i mean that that's the only thing that i can take out of this <laughs> i have a friend who is an actual astronomer who would probably love to come on the podcast oh nice i'd, I'd love to get him on sometime and could could answer these kinds of questions like i've been trying to get him to write a book i mean maybe start out as a blog and turn into a book like what we really know so that because you don't we don't know what we really know because we just see sci-fi. Yeah, I mean, and I've I, been saying, Bob, you need to write a book that says this thing is real. This thing is real. We know this much about the galaxy, about the, the solar system. You know what I mean? I think it would be a bestseller. I think people would would I think it would fly off the shelves. Like people would really want to know. Uh, OK, we got to like, 
I got to the yeah, because I want to know what the hell this means because I, I got to the point here in this article that I was reading through it a little bit. It's 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 that this black hole is slowing down where a star is forming at the same time, and this and as far as astronomers know, something like this has never really happened before, from what I'm reading here. Huh. And despite the fact that it's physically impossible to shed light in a black hole because it will just be absorbed, uh, but. Sorry, I, I wanted to shed light on this or something. Scientists still don't know why the black hole is slowing down, but they're hoping that the galaxy will be able to shed light on this aspect of the black hole. Okay, that was the editor's note because it's a stupid because whoever wrote this story is stupid. Um, it's somewhat unusual because giant black holes are asleep in the midst of a tremendous star forming activity all around it. So, yeah, as I said, that's the big thing with this. And I don't know what this means. Does this mean that that this isn't naturally for? See again, that's where my mind goes to the science fiction aspect of it. My mind goes to this is some alien race that's controlled black hole technology that are using it as some form of transport that are coming for a takeover of this particular galaxy of this sculptor sculptor galaxy because the evil pod people or the Jem'Hadar uh, minion soldiers are coming in to yeah, take over yeah. the planet. Yep. Or the, the, I think the Sasquatch from the Six Million Dollar Man was from another planet. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, and so was Harry and the Hendersons. It, it could be the, and did you know the Harry and the Hendersons guy in the... Uh, oh, no, it could be worse. It could be Alf. Oh. It could be all the population of Melmac. I, in... Alf would go crazy on this planet. They just put him in a in like a city like Rome to just eat all the cats. They'd be like, if we introduce the Alf into there, I know they're called Melmacians. <laughs> if we introduce the Melmacians into the Roman civilization, they will eat all the cats, all the stray vermin. <laughs> you know, Egyptians will love them. Oh, actually, no, they won't. So, Egypt, Egypt will go to war with them. I meant to say it, it came out bad. I, I would, I would assume so. With yeah, the, yeah with, the, cats, with the with the uh, cat and the cats, um, yeah, and the <laughs> yeah, and and cat ladies will will you oh, know kick to the God, hills that with cat, the cat ladies, with the gun nut. It's never going to be the same for them. It's it's. It'll be funny. Cat ladies will talk about strange bedfellows. Cat ladies and gun nuts. Yeah. Like in the hills of Idaho. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll be getting together. But yeah, exactly. Because – and the government will be on their side too. You know, you know, and all those secret organizations of the government of that want to capture him and stuff. Did you speak, – yes. speaking of ALF, uh, because, because I was – I at a point in time, I was actually a big fan of ALF uh, or – you know, I was too. And when the series first came out, and he'd show up on like Hollywood squares and stuff. It, it, I mean, yep. we we dealt with in your later childhood and in in your childhood leading up to and me, me as well. It was the height of like the puppets and stuff. You know, the height of the Muppets. I mean, I know they started out earlier, yes. but but we dealt with the best of them. And, you know, when they got the, the technology was at its, they, at its best. They were real, and they were really at the the height of their. They were at the height of their art and their craft. Yep. You know, they were. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely, and and I loved Alf, and I even carried myself over a little bit to the to the Saturday morning cartoon that was on for a while. Did you have Alf Pogs? Uh, yeah, I had a few. I had a few Alf Pogs. I had a few Alf Pogs. Nice. And and but but I just recently went back because there was one piece of my Alf pu puzzle missing, uh, and it was a TV movie that closed out the series because the series ended on a cliffhanger. Yes. And there's a yes. television movie, and this television movie is the most horrible piece of crap thing ever produced, ever. It makes it makes the star. I don't know if you've ever seen the Star Wars Christmas special that the Wookiee Christmas. It makes that watchable. Okay, okay, okay. I love the Star Wars Christmas special I've, because you got. I mean, 
it's got B. Arthur. Yep. In the, oh, absolutely. Every, I love it too. I actually really enjoy it. And I find all the Wookiee conversation stuff hilarious in a dark comedy. It's hilarious. Yeah, it's hilarious. Freaking hilarious. I agree. Yeah. And it's just another application of those characters in a completely different environment ex- from the movie. <laughs> exactly. I, and and I person I personally like I love it. It's 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 very entertaining to me. And and this is just horrible, though. The Tanners aren't in it. In fact, in the story that of the movie, they 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 betray. I didn't Alf. know the Tanners weren't in it. The Tanners are they they betray Alf to the government is what they say in the movie. That's the reference to the Tanners. Oh, they sold Alf out, and it's come on. They would not do that. It's all the oh go- wow. No, they wouldn't. It's all the government investigating Alf. I don't want to get weird to credibility in the Alf storyline. For all that, you know, Alan made the point that, you know, Alf was kind of an asshole and he, you know, I mean, he was always destroying their house and, and all of these things. But that was Alf. The Tanners would never have. No, they never would have sold them out, especially not. Uh, that's right. I've heard it. That I, or maybe I even saw it when it aired or something that he was, they were going to d- dissect him or something. Yep. No. Yeah. And basically the whole movie is him being kidnapped by the government and, and I mean, Alf himself is still Alf, but the storyline, even the way this it all looks, it looks like it was filmed at a public access television show in the eighties. You know, it has that sort of look to it. <laughs> and it's like, if you're going to do that, don't even end the, sh- don't even do it, you know, just end it at, on the cliffhanger. I mean, my so-called life it's didn't like, do webisodes, you know, I don't know. It just sucks. Yeah. Oh man. I did not know that that, yeah. that, that I knew, like I said, I've, I knew that it existed, and I and I know that I saw it a long time ago, but I didn't know like that the Tanners had abandoned. him. Yeah, they had abandoned like, him, and they turned their back on him and stuff. It was freaking awful. <laughs> oh my god! They would never That's do that. Just, it pissed. That me. would be like the Elliots abandoning ET. Yep. No, and it, it honestly, it really pissed me off. At the, it really pissed me off at the time when I was watching it. I, I had to turn it off midway because I kept expecting the Tanners to show up, and they didn't. Which I understand. I mean, they, but you could at least gotten Willie. I mean, what's that guy doing? I I hate that when they had. Yeah, I, I don't know. Well, he complained a lot. I think because he, he said that that doing that show was hell because he, the only way they could, you know, they weren't the Muppets. Yeah, he the thought he was an actor. No, it wasn't that. It was that the Muppets could have done, because they had the technology, you know, they could, in 79, they, you know, 78, when they made it, they ran Kermit on a bicycle. They knew what they were doing. When Alf came along, these people didn't have the same yeah, abilities. The, the, the guy that was doing it was learning on his feet. He was. He was, he was, yeah. he was relatively So they murdered. had to have tra- like a dozen or more trap doors in the house. And they were constantly like falling in them and almost breaking their necks. And it was apparently really stressful and no. very hard to do the show. I mean, obviously, Alf would be a lot easier to do nowadays, a show like that, because they would. Unfo- yeah. Unfortunately, you would just they would green screen, even if they used practical, a practical costume or, you know, a, a small person in a costume or something. It would it would uh, it, they would still use a lot of CG with him interacting with the family. Uh just to make it easier for the actors. Yeah, which is, it's, it's too bad. I mean, but like I say, the Muppets, 
you know, would have done it better. Yeah, no, the Muppets um, are the when because, the because they had the technology to do it better, and and they and they also have the money behind behind them to 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 really put a great production together. This is a, this is a very completely different thing, but you'll understand what I'm talking about. I I enjoy the hip hop music sometimes, and when you go to mm-hmm. when you go to see some bands some bands I call them bands whatever some bands that don't necessarily have a lot of money you go see and it's not quite as great as when you listen to it on the record because they don't have the money yeah. to recreate the situation as per- perfect as it needs to be I did once go to see Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg and an Ice Cube was also on this tour as well so needless to say there was a lot of money there and this show was just, it sounded like you were listening to the albums. I mean, they were performing live, but the tech, they had a full band that was there playing all mm-hmm. the music as well as some, not just, not just a DJ that's having to play pre-recorded music that people are trying to, you know, sync themselves up to. He, that, there was actually a full band that was recreating what they do in the studio. So, so it worked because they had the money to fund it. And I think it's the same situation with the Muppets as well, uh, because not not only do they usually have the most talented people working on their projects uh, in that particular field, they also had after a certain point in time, like especially with the new movie uh, and uh, in the movies, they had the money to to support the project. Well, yeah, because the movie came after the show yeah. and the show also, you know, it got money from ITV in England, which it was a big independent studio that. You know, right. So he, so he, Henson, he Henson really had so. Henson, Henson had a lot of people that believed in his and and believed yeah. in what he was doing and sort of you know. And he actually had his Sesame Street money from by then. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, he, and 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 a lot of fans of his work. Now, which is a very different situation. Now, th- this is this is a, this is a question I have for you that you might know more than more than I. Uh, do you? What was his? What was his role? And did he did he create Sesame Street as well? I mean, maybe I should know this, but. Or was he just? No. Um, what's his role in the whole Sesame the Street stuff? And, they, and, the, and the Muppets, Muppets were originally on Sesame Muppets, Street as the Jeffersons. Uh, no, no, they weren't actually. Okay, they the were Muppet, on. Because um, I know Kermit eventually showed up on Sesame Street. In my age, I remember Kermit. Yeah, Kermit was on Sesame Street. Kermit still is, I believe. Um, no, they they were, before that he they were on. I don't know. Maybe things like Laugh In. Okay. Um, not the Muppets necessarily that we know. Maybe like background Muppets that right, we know. Right, ones that we see in sort of mid scenes and stuff. Yeah, like Elmo was back before he became a child molester and became famous. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I hate Elmo. It, no, I and, am too because um, he's not of our age. It's it, it, we're not. There was no Elmo. Elmo was not as popular when we were kids. It was. It was. No, in fact, he. It was Grover, he, he Ernie, and Bert were more popular than they were. Like, yep. a Big Bird and Snuffleupagus were huge when we were kids. You know, it was the whole... Uh, oh, Snuffleup- well, and Snuffleupagus was imaginary when we were kids, and they went and changed that. Oh, is he real now? So, yeah. He's real now? Oh, bummer. He, they felt that if they didn't change it, it would mean that kids wouldn't believe, wouldn't go to adults because they'd be afraid that they wouldn't believe them. Oh. It, was that, it was that point at which they decided that, that children were stupid. But that that was so funny. That was what made that was such an intellectual. That ju- was the point. I was a little kid, and it was really funny that we knew that he was there, but nobody, you know. Yeah, it, it was. It you, was were, like, you weren't you, think you you 
You weren't thinking as a kid, oh, Big Bird's crazy. Oh my God, I'm not going to talk to my parents. You thought it was just funny. You almost thought that, like, in my mind, the way I thought about it was Big Bird was almost perfect other than that. You know, like, Big Bird was, like, yep. higher than everybody else on, and I don't mean high as in drugs. I mean, higher up on, like, like, like he was like the almost the lead. I felt like he was the leader of Sesame Street other than the rest of the guys, you know, and it was like this was this one thing that was that was, you know, a jo- almost like a joke on him. And I always thought it was, you know, like it was just a funny coincidence that people kept missing him, but it was in his mind. No one could see it. You know, I didn't think, oh, Big Bird's crazy. Oh, gosh. You know, my imaginary friends are real. Right. Oh, I see Mary Poppins. Right. You know, you know what kind of people see Mary Poppins and jump out windows? Idiots. Not people, you know, idiots do that. And then and then it gives mothers and crazy people the right to go, oh, my God, someone's got to think about the children. Let's punish the artists, you know, because their kids yeah. are idiots. Yeah. I'm sorry. I mean, I, I hope one day maybe, I, maybe I'll have a kid or a dog or something. And if my dog's dumb enough to jump out a window because he watches Air Bud uh, slam dunk or something on television and he thinks he can jump or something or watches the mask with me and at the end when the dog gets the mask he jumps around or something if my dog's dumb enough to do that like I'm gonna be sad but you know that's that's not the television show's problem I mean Air Bud sucks but it's not Air Bud's fault <laughs> <laughs> you know like I don't uh, know yeah 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 no so what so Jim Henson basically yeah so what was looked his, at yeah. the Muppets as a stable of actors and um, you know, they acted on Sesame street early on Saturday night live first season, they were regulars and they were dirty. If you watch, if you go and watch those episodes, I I remember reading um, in national review online, um, which is uh, it used to be a, what I would call a, a decent conservative newspaper and now it's just got its or magazine and now it's just sort of got its head up its ass <laughs> um it's just a bunch of people who i think i think all that ma- i think all magazines at this point and newspapers that used to be credibility are freaking all, out yeah they're all freaking out now and and they're yeah. like throwing shit at the wall and being like what sticks we need we need uh, fuck fuck sources oh we don't need sources let's go with it go with it go you know that that's sort of the mentality these days it's sad. Uh, yeah. It's sad. I mean, I mean it's, it's the, the state it of... It is. Well, because National Review at one point saved the, the conservative movement by... There was something called the John Birch Society that was... Uh, still exists quite racist, and it was opposing civil rights, you know, uh, very, uh, very vehemently racist against black people, and... Um, others, no doubt, and the and National Review came along and said, you know, the National Review people said, you are out of the conservative movement, the legitimate conservative movement that, you know, we don't recognize mm-hmm. you as a part of this movement. We don't, as a matter of principle, as a matter of fundamental human belief, support this kind of racism, and, you know, bye-bye. Um, and now it's just people with their pet whining about God knows what, you know. So, but this guy was complaining that there was something about, I don't know what, some Muppet thing, maybe it was in the first movie, you know, the new, the, the, I mean, the new recent, most recent movie. Mm -hmm. Um, and it was terribly 
you know, risque and it, it showed that the Muppets had degraded and blah, blah, and, you know, entertainment going down the hill. And I was like, you don't know the Muppets because you haven't watched the Muppets because if you had, you would know that early on there was no pretense that they were exclusively for children. Yeah, They no, were absolutely. an acting troupe. Absolutely. And they did adult things and they did things for children that, you know, they, they gravitated toward children's stuff because that was where their audience wound up being. But, um, yeah. And then basically it went to Sesame street. Um, they put together the Muppet show. And at that point they became the Muppets, you know, and did the movies and, and got the show and did the show and everything like that. Yeah. And fry, you know, they did and Fraggle then, Rock, and then and then Henson basically just got, oh, and and then Fraggle Rock became sort of his one of his kids' products, and and then Henson yep. got money from Sesame Street for his characters appearing on there, and yep. and then Kermit kind of just stayed aboard as as just the constant remind, you know, constant reminder, and 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 the, the Muppet Studio gets a check every <laughs> every year, <laughs> pretty much, yeah. I mean, they, you know, they get, I'm sure they get a very significant licensing fee, um, <laughs> from, uh, from, the from the Sesame workshop or whatever they call it. But, um, I, you know, I actually called to, to, to tell you, um, as I'm thinking about it, um, you were talking about the, um, toilet paper shortage. Oh in, yes. In yes. Venezuela. In Venezuela. Yeah. Well, there was once, I believe in the 70s, a toilet paper shortage in the U.S. Um, Shit would be crazy here sure. if that happened. And I no pun intended. It would just be crazy if there was actually a toilet paper shortage in this country nowadays. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. I mean, it would be, you know, well, nowadays, because people are so much more entitled. Like back then, it was, you know, they still remembered the war. Or something right. So, they, yeah. And they, and they can but, and they can imagine it. They remember the depression and stuff. Yeah. So um, what happened was that Johnny Carson, who had a very focused audience because there weren't, you know, the audience wasn't divided among the Wii U and the, the PlayStation, iPad yeah. and, yeah. The, you know, yeah. And the TV. And so Johnny Carson had, you know, a very significant audience, very large proportion of, of yeah, United most people, States. yeah, every like it in and, and it wasn't a lot of people don't realize that in even not as many people watch the late night shows as as they used to, and obviously the audience is split now between three, and if you count Colbert and and John Stewart, four and five people that are that are watching shows like that you know the sit-down comedies but back then you're right. right like like carson was the audiences of all of them added up together don't equal carson's audience. yeah exactly carson was the beatles you know he i mean he wasn't yeah. the, he wasn't the first i mean people did it before him merv griffin uh obviously he was the first he was the first one right oh no uh steve uh jack benny um steve, steve allen steve allen yeah uh what's yeah. that other guy's name the blonde guy um jack benny jack no, benny. Oh. no not J jack benny I'll, I'm, I'll blank on his i'll his name will pop in, in a second john lennon was on his show for a long time for john john lennon yoko did he, he ended up getting oh you mean uh tom snyder thank you yes tom snyder yes tom yes. snyder and then there was the other I guy used to like the... yeah tom, i like tom snyder sometimes um... There's Tom Snyder, Dick Cavett. Dick Cavett was who I was thinking of. Dick Cavett was who I was thinking uh, of. Yeah. 
Yes. Yeah. So um, you had a lot of people. You know, they were more. They were more serious interviewers. Yeah. Tom Tom Snyder and Dick Cavett. They weren't. Carson know, was the king. Carson was. But Carson was the king. If you went on that show, you know, um, Joan Rivers talks about. I mean, you know, before they had their falling yeah. out. Um, because she because she, she dared because she, she dared uh, dared try her own show because Carson was also one of the most vindictive human beings in the world and Joan Rivers is a is a stepper is a uh, is you know she was well, she was going to try to push for, at least how like obviously only one of them's alive to tell the story these days but from from what Joan Rivers uh, I've heard from Joan Rivers is that she was guest you know guest hosting when Carson was sick used that platform to try to parlay it into her own successes this is from her own mouth and johnny did not like that one one bit well what what johnny i think didn't like and i i think you know the way joan even joan rivers used to tell it i mean johnny johnny carson didn't talk about it yeah johnny carson you know, never he, talked he had, about that stuff he, he had too much he he was he was he was too dignified a person to yeah. talk about we were talking about that old was we talked about that old style people and, and and stuff. Carson was Carson was a very closed off individual. You know, he didn't. There, there. Yeah. He wasn't doing he would a lot joke of about his, interviews. His his wives. Every time he got divorced, it would make the paper. So he'd make jokes about alimony. But that was one thing. Um, the only other time was when his son died. Yeah. And he was really broken up, and he just held up a picture and wanted to just talk for a minute about his son. Yeah. Let's see. So. The, oh. oh wait! Ignore. I'm gonna send that to voicemail. So leave. So keep okay. going. Yes. So yeah, Carson owned the landscape. He really did. He did. He really did. Um. Anyway, but just to finish the the Joan Rivers tangent, uh, my understanding was that because Johnny launched a lot of people's careers and celebrated their success, mm-hmm. my understanding was that especially stand up. Joan comics. Rivers. Yes. Yes. Um, that Joan Rivers handled it badly, and and on top of it, not only did she not tell him or not ask him his thoughts or you know, or ask for his blessing, for yeah, so ask years. for his blessing, yeah, so exactly. But she was going up against him, and which you know may be fine. I mean, it certainly didn't work out for her. But you know, she did. She he felt that if she wasn't gonna gonna come to him and say, you know, after all this time, look, Johnny Fox has made me this offer. And, you know, uh, he, he just, he felt, I think he felt betrayed. Is, is, no, you, you made reference to this at a second ago, but Johnny Carson was in using, uh, I, I keep referencing the Sopranos again, cause I'm rewatching. He was, he was old school. You know, he was like, he, yep. he, he, you needed to pay. He was like, in a sense, the head of a, the, like, cause Hollywood is like a mafia in some ways. Rodney Dangerfield. Yeah, actually. And you know what? I mean, I'm, I, I suppose I should stop defending Johnny on this point because Rodney Dangerfield made some, I, I don't remember what it was. Um, oh, he, I, was it a problem he had with, uh, Johnny Carson? I don't know, but it was a crack that he made either to one of Johnny's producers or about Johnny no matter how well he did, he could never get on the tonight show. And finally, you know, and John, Roddy Dangerfield felt that whatever he had done, he was in the right. So he never really, you know, he, he didn't apologize. And finally one night he went over to Johnny, he saw him in a restaurant and he said, Johnny, look, blah, blah, blah happened. You know, I'm terribly sorry. 
and you know, uh, um, you know, whatever. Yeah. You know, they shook hands. Two weeks later, he was on the show. Yeah, two weeks later, we have right here. This is exciting, isn't it? It's a rim shot. You isn't know it? what it your is. Whole life, your whole life is one big, big rim, rim shot. shot. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, but everything is okay, Charlie. Everything's good. Everything, you're looking good. Tropicana is okay. There. Everything's going well yeah. there. Good show. The girl singer's great. I mean, Joey, I mean, Joey English, very good oh, singer really, there, huh? too. Yeah, and, and Dangerfield's okay. David Fry is there. And yeah. Everything is fine. In fact, right now, I'm looking forward to a very exciting new venture. Huh? Uh, well, it's not definitely yet. She just moved to my building. I didn't know that. <laughs> No, but things are real good. In fact, last week I had an offer to work another hotel in Las Vegas. Another one? Yeah, Circus Circus. Oh. It was a bad deal, though. I got to bring my own net, you know. It's... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I could listen to that whole thing. But that's a little That's a little of that interview that uh, that uh, that happened uh, right afterwards. Yes. I was actually just reading, reading about this, and this was the, his first appearance on The Tonight Show. Oh, that's funny. That's funny. Yeah. Um, and it went well, and, they, you know, he was on the show a uh, hundred times. Yeah. So Johnny was Johnny like Johnny goes a... out, he does it. Oh, Johnny goes out and what? and does his monologue, and he says something about you know some joke about there being a toilet paper shortage, you know, or because of the toilet paper shortage or something like that. And <laughs> it's, like the, it's like the war um, of the worlds. <laughs> it's like the great everybody who heard this, like it just, it came off as serious and they were like, Oh my God, there's a toilet paper shortage. So they all went out as early as they could and bought toilet paper. (laughs) What happens when you do that is you create a shortage of toilet paper, which means people keep buying it because there's a shortage of it. (laughs) And finally he was asked by, I don't know, you know, I don't know exactly who asked him. It could be, NBC, it it could be, you know, could be yeah, it could be his produ- his producer <laughs> or something yeah. I, um, and he went on and said, ladies and gentlemen, you know, let me let me explain. I, I was making a joke. There is no shortage of toilet paper. Mm-hmm. There, you know, there is no shortage of. We have the paper. We have the you know whatever. Uh, the reason that there's a shortage now is because everyone went and after my joke bought it. But if you have a sufficient supply, you know, use it. There will be plenty in the stores. <laughs> you know, terribly sorry. Oh, I'm sure he's. There's, I'm sure he laughed about that. That's, and that's the thing about Johnny more than, and I think you can say about great comedians, they they really are making themselves laugh more than anything. And I think that was the case with Johnny oh, a lot yeah. of the times too. Oh it, yeah. It was just we were in on the joke with him for a while, but really he was, you know, he was really making himself laugh. Uh, yeah, that was that was just like he, he he just. I'm sure the minute he realized it, he was just like, I can't believe I did that. That's so awesome, Ed. You know, that, that um, there was another. There's another actually uh, toilet related problem. <laughs> I don't know if you know about this that with the Tonight Show. No, no. Um, the um, the monologue flush. Uh, people would go to bed. You know, they'd, oh, they'd hear that in their bedroom. And after he would do his monologue, there'd be a commercial break before the the first guest or before whatever they were doing. And people would go get up and go to the bathroom. <laughs> and there were sewage systems or uh, sewer. Yeah. Sewer systems all around the country that couldn't handle the volume. So he, did he have to take all at once? Did they eventually take the flush out. <laughs> I don't know how they solved that. 
I have no idea how they solved that. I just know that there was, you know, they were trying to figure out why once a day they, you know, they were, I mean, they weren't flooding, but they were, you know, they, they, they were going over capacity. They, you know, um, I mean, it wasn't like the streets were nasty or anything, but I have no idea how they, how they managed to solve that problem, but it, it was a problem for a while. So, Oh, that's friggin' funny. Thank you very much. I'm going to get to my last few news stories. You're welcome to stick around if you want. I'm going to zip through them, though. Do a little uh, quick, sure. quick thoughts, but you're definitely welcome to stick around. So if you're pulled over for a DUI and an officer asks you how many drinks you've had, the correct answer is generally zero, one, or two. Unfortunately for this <laughs> Louisiana, uh, Wayne Joseph Fazio, when officers spotted him riding erratically on his motorcycle, his answer to the officer's query was that he had so many drinks that he could not remember how many. Perhaps Wayne remembered after he sobered up in jail and as a breathalyzer test showed he was over three times the legal limit. Okay, you're an idiot. Shut, like, first of all, you're driving a motorcycle drunk. That's got to be, that's even stupider than driving a car drunk. Like, seriously, if you if you don't mind sleeping in jail, <laughs> don't sleep at your buddy's house or give me a break. And if, stupid idiot. Sorry, that's stupid. And uh, unnamed Akron, that's so stupid that, that I'm surprised you're not from Florida. That, that's how stupid it is. You must originally be from Florida. God damn it. An, uh, an unnamed Akron, Ohio man who we'll call Randy Quaid called the police from a gas station saying he had car trouble and that Chevy Chase won't call him back. But he did know where he left his vehicle. Then the story gets weird. Then it gets weird. Randy told deputies he was instructed by subjects not of this world to drive to a field where an airport would appear and then he would be picked up by aliens. Randy noted that he's been abducted before. If you build it, they will land. Before, and he kept, he made sure to keep, uh, keep two rolls of quarters in his pocket so he could pay the tolls. Perhaps the strangest part of the story is that police report made no mention of drugs or alcohol. He was dead sober. So maybe the wormhole in the, in the sculptor galaxy is real and the aliens are here and they're kidnapping Randy Quaid because they really like the vacation movies. And, and I know this isn't the real Randy Quaid or it might be the real Randy Quaid because you know, because of the way the story projects it, like yeah. an Akron, Ohio man who will call Randy Quaid makes me believe that this is the real Randy Quaid because I've heard some crazy stuff about him in recent years. But so let's just all imagine in our minds that it's Randy Quaid because because it would even be more fu- it would be even funnier because of his character in Independence Day. I don't know if uh, I don't know if you saw Independence Day, but he plays a crazy. He, he play, I did. Yeah, he plays a guy that believes he was abducted by aliens. So maybe he, maybe he's just acting since no one will hire him. I was gonna say maybe he's just stuck in the part. Yeah, exactly. He, he, he's waiting for that Independence Day too, but Will Smith just won't sign on because he's still trying to launch his kid's career. Now, do, speaking of things that are gonna be get launched and things that Gotti could give a crap less about, director J.J. Abrams has announced that the next Star Wars movie will be filming in early 2014. And the film will be on track for summer 2015 and Gotti not seeing it in the theaters. Is that, That's is, correct. Is that accurate? Is that accurate? Yeah, you, won't, you will not see this. Will you eventually? Or at all. You, you will never see this movie? You're not I even didn't able to be, you know, see. 
What was the third of the original ones? Uh, Return. I didn't Return, see that. Okay, Return. Return of the Jedi. Return of the Jedi. I didn't see that <laughs> I love how you until it was re-released in 1996. Ah, uh, okay. So, so, are you at all a fan of uh, of uh, Ford as an actor, Carrie Fisher, and Mark Hamill? Any of any 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 love of any of those um, guys? Only because they kind of they've been around. You know, I mean, yeah, because because Harry Fisher can be entertaining. Yeah, and Harrison Ford um, has his good movies, and and Har- yeah, and Mark Hamill's one of the finest voice actors working. So he does amazing voices for cartoons. For uh, for I've I've heard some of his voice actually. It, most of um, mo- like he he uh, he does a lot of. He was on Criminal Minds this he, season. Yeah, he he's, um, he he's got a lot of talent. I, I I think I think he learned to act a lot better than he did than he could back in the day. So I so one of the reasons why I'm curious about this movie is that I I want to see I, I I have a feeling that the script is going to be very uh, and I know a lot of this won't make a lot of sense to you, but uh, it'll be a very Luke heavy and very dealing with Luke retraining and re. In, rebuilding the Jedi army and doing a lot of backstory of with him and stuff. So I, I have a, I have a feeling that he's going to be forced to do a lot where the Harrison Ford this is seven, eight, nine, right? Yes. This, so this is a, this is okay. Future. So yeah, Luke would have to. Yeah. So the other, and all three of them have basically announced that they're going to be in the movie in some form. So, so I, I just have a feeling Luke is going to be the star of this movie, but I, I mean, I could be wrong. Uh, there, there are three really amazing books written about seven, eight, and nine. They were written in the '90s, I believe, and uh, mm-hmm. and I hope that they use elements of those stories. Uh, Han and Leia have twin kids that end up being Jedi's as well. Leia is the first person that Luke trains, and and blah blah. blah. It's uh, actually the books are very Star Trek like. You'd probably enjoy the books way more than you enjoyed any of the movies. So enough talking about Star Wars. Now uh, let's go communicate. Looking for love. In looking for love in all the wrong places, booking pun up. Communication is the new millennium. I just, I just got. Oh, I just have one question. Mm-hmm. One question with uh, the um, is a is a black hole gonna destroy Tatooine? I hope so. Maybe that's why. Maybe okay. maybe I'm crisscrossing my stories a little bit. I'm crisscross apple saucing, and, it, and it's gonna make me jump, jump. And it might be that these two stories were supposed to be next to each other, and it's all part of a rouse, a ruse. Is it ruse or rouse? Ruse. Uh, ruse. Ruse. Rouse. Ruse. Rouse, yeah. rouse is a kind of sauce. That I like, I like Rouse tomato uh, sauce, yeah. But then I found out when I was actually at the restaurant itself uh, that it's called Rayos. So, so for years I was calling it Rouse. So, oh, so I was going, yeah. I was going around yeah. looking for looking for this restaurant and asking people, "Hey, everybody, have you seen Rouse?" So, so to think about like how outrageously touristy I was doing that without being aware of it until I got to the restaurant. It wasn't until my second time there that they were like, well, "You know the name of the restaurant's Rayos." I'm like, "Oh crap, I've been calling it Rouse." So when I'm in a in a supermarket looking for bottles of their sauce, I call it Rouse because it's just oh Rouse. But yeah, a Rue. Yeah, when you say Rouse, I think you know awaken. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so it's a ruse. So, uh, communication in the new millennium is even more complicated than ever, which is making romance nearly impossible. Ever wonder what Prince Charming is really trying to convey over what? No, you're not alone. Wendy Walsh. Are, 
uh, author of the 30-day love bullshit, I mean love detox, claims that texting may be instant, but it's certainly not intimate. Put the smartphone down and check your behavior with Okay, so they're saying there's mistakes that people are making in testing. Responding too, responding too late at night, uh, sexting is bad, too much information, Ex- uh, engaging with text addicts. You should not, if people, someone's a text addict, just call them. And thinking that someone's perfect by being the perfect texter and thinking that every word that has to come out of their mouth is perfect and overjudging or overanalyzing texting. All those things are negatively affecting our relationships. At first, I called this person's article bullshit, but now they actually read it for the first time because that's how I like to be here in some of these news stores. I like to read them for the first time on the air so you get my immediate reactions and sometimes they can Mm flip-flop. At first I thought this was going to be a bullshit article but once I read all those reasons all those are very valid for things that you should not people people respond to texts too late at night sometimes and and some people think if you respond to a text too late at night, it just means booty call. I think that's the most bullshit one because everybody has different schedules. Sexting, 41% of American women have sent erotic messages, which can be a great way to spice things up in a trusting relationship. But beware if you're not fully committed, pictures, your pictures end up being digital trophies for guys that, you know, when they get vindictive for ex-girlfriend sites. Uh, I don't necessarily agree with that one either because birth control and blood tests, if you ever want to get this penis, you need to you need to seriously trust your lover. And if you're going to get into a loving situation with somebody, then trust them enough to send them naked pictures of you if that's your thing. If you want to get into a casual type thing, obviously don't send naked pictures of your that includes your face to anybody you know. I mean, anybody that you don't know too well. If you want to send body parts, that's okay. You know, because no one's going to know it's you in the first place unless you have distinguishing characteristics. Obviously, if you're over 18. But, like, but, but, but when it comes down to it, you know, the se- you get, if you're going to sext with a, with a person you're in a relationship with, trust them enough. And you need to have that kind of trust to let down your guards. Otherwise, relationships aren't going to work. They don't work if one person wants one kind of thing sexually and the other person doesn't. You need to find some sort of balance. Then, like I said, with, like, the casual thing, just send body parts. No one cares. And, and no one's going to piece that shit together. And if it is, a photo expert, can, can, you can sue someone for that, for putting your face on your naked body. You know, that's I, I'm pretty sure you can do that. I don't know of any scientific or legal proof to back up my claims, but I'm sa- but it seems reasonable. Yeah. It seems like a reasonable claim. I'm a Jewish. I'm I'm a Jewish. I'm Jewish. So I have some understanding. You're a Jewish. I'm, not a, I'm a Jewish. So I have some further understanding of the law than others do. So I, so I'm going to I'm going to think I'm right. I'm going to claim right victory on this one. Victory is mine. Now, now speaking of stupid things, Florida residents. Okay, that's my story. No, Florida residents. <laughs> Next. <laughs> Next. No, really, Florida residents will have a new pest to fend off this summer uh, besides tourists. A giant hairy-legged mosquito. Uh, we, I've actually heard about this. this is, uh, we talked about this a couple of months ago on the show uh, when this was speculation. But this, this, this insect that only comes out every few years. They're up to 20 size the times. 20 t- Are these like chicadas? Yeah, the Chikadas. They're 20 times the size yeah, of Chikata. regular Chikadas, and they have been popping up a lot more frequently since the re- recent rains. These giant mosquitoes originate dur- near the Mississippi River Delta, but they made their way to Florida after heavy rains, blah, 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 blah. So there's these big, giant mosquitoes. Another reason for me not to go back to Florida, because, because, because guys, I, I have a cousin, uh, Gotti's brother, that we mentioned earlier in the show, that if you crack a walnut near him, he, you know, he could die. Uh, I'm not, I'm fortunate. 
if yeah, if you if actually you crack a walnut from here and he's in Florida, he could he, he you know, could he could die. Yeah, that's true. That if you just think about it, you could do it as like a voodoo doll. A funny story that when I was a loudmouth little quick funny story when I was a loudmouth like twelve or thirteen year old, I and he was sort you know older than me and already into working out and turning himself you know training and whatever. I talked a lot of crap to him. I mentioned that earlier with a snow shoveling thing. But at that period of time, I enjoyed talking crap to David. I mean, I still do, but but it was even more well, fun. Well, it gets to him, so it's fun. Yeah, it, it is fun. And, and, and it even got to him more then. You know, like he, he had more rage yes. problems back then. So so he basically, but he was always calm about his rage in some ways, to me anyways. And not in every case, but in these cases. So he just, in a very calm sort of mafia boss way, would look at me and go, on your 18th birthday... I am going to kick the living shit out of you. That was his thing. He said that to a couple other people because we were like talk shit to him. I believe he said it to my cousin Pete and uh, this kid uh, Mike that I knew uh, that was friends of the family. Uh, Mike R. I don't want to say his name because I don't know him too well. So anymore. So I don't know if he's like, I don't want to. I don't want you to mention me on your show, Duda. He had a, di- R. He had a dad name. He, he had a dad named uh, Eric and a mother named Maureen. Oh, so so he so he very much in a sister named Alana. So he very much wanted to get. I had to. I had Mike to. Add, R. Mike R. Mike yeah. R. Who who applied for a job with the FBI? They asked him if he'd ever been arrested. He said no. Guy turns the screen around and goes, "What's this then?" He goes, "Da da." Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that guy. I know Mike R. Yeah, I know Mike R. He's a really good guy. Really good guy. I, I like He is a good guy. Like I like like That was just a stupid Mike R story. No, exactly. No, Mike I agree. And no, and and when it comes down to it, Mike's not a dumb kid, but when it but when it comes down to it, Mike is one of those people that kind of at least in my memory of him, uh goes full out without always thinking. He leaps. He he leaps before yeah. he looks. In some in some in this situation, he did. He didn't think about that. He didn't think that situation thoroughly, and he really wanted the job. So he's a little too like that's my imagination of that. Like he really wanted it. He thought the interview was going good. He did. He was like, ah, no, of course not. Not realizing, thinking if you think for two seconds, the FBI knows. You know, it was like it was. I applied for a job, and I needed, and I knew something was going to come up. They requested a background check on me, and I knew something was going to come up. So I told my potential employer first to ex- so they'd yeah. be expecting well, it and, they, and and then they and, don't and then i ex- mind if it's you know no, and i explained the situation i explained the situation i was like i was arrested two weeks in a row back-to-back days in the same day and they're like what for and i was like failure to disperse and on my record it just says arrests it doesn't say what for and i was like failure mm-hmm. to disperse a beach at six o'clock when it just went dark and they're like what and then the second one was was uh trespass Oh no! I, I reversed this. It was uh, it was trespassing on the beach after dark, and uh, it, it was failure to disperse outside of my school at three o'clock in the afternoon while waiting for a bus. One of those two got got uh, overturned, and I won the case. But that's beside the point. Two of the stupidest well, reasons ever to be arrested. Quite frankly, arrests should not remain on a record for any reason unless there's a conviction. Right, and 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 those two they situations, and and I believe. I believe those two situations were still on my records, and I told my potential employer about it first, mm-hmm. thinking that I should squash this ahead of time. Well, and you, you and led it, with the ridiculous one, yeah. so you know you good good job. Exactly, and I won, and I and I won, and w- got the job. So, 
So why why was I mentioning? Um, oh yes, because of David. So da- so on my eighteenth on my eighteenth birthday when that rolled around, I got very very scared. And I mentioned Mike R because he also and Mike ended up being the only person that I heard Dave say I'm I'm actually going to kick his ass at his eighteenth birthday, which I don't think he did. But Dave used to use this as a threat to shut people up. You know, kids when he was babysitting. If you don't shut up when you're eighteen, I'll kick your ass. So I got really scared because I've never been one of a fighter. I'm not I'm not the fighter. I'm always somebody that goes to a party, makes friends with the biggest kids kid there, and then talks shit to everybody because I know I have someone backing me up. You know, I'm not I'm not a tough person, Gotti. I, I I can't I I don't have I don't have, I wasn't you're re- you're. You're, you're a delicate flower. Yes, I was raised by women for the most part. I, w- I didn't have brothers that that yes, that, that Scott, had a that had a that whole had a, that had a whole <laughs> that whole, he's he's a eunuch, not a not a uh, not a oh, not a not it's, a woman. Yeah. I didn't have a month in my house nicknamed Fight Night, you know, Fight Month that or <laughs> that there were there were brawls in the living room. You know, I I didn't deal with. I still hear you had the fastest hands. You were like a boxer with your hands. So quite, well, that's why I was never afraid of David because I could beat him up. Yeah, yeah. That's what that's what I heard. David actually quote. I've David. I've heard Dave say it many, many times. He was in a fight. He was most scared of you because of your quick hands. Yes, yeah. <laughs> which is weird because you don't necessarily think of me as. The, yeah, and and Alan has the reach, that, and Al, you know, Alan has that long reach, and Al's probably the quickest to mm-hmm. quickest to the draw. I would assume, like you know, Alan doesn't take shit from anybody. You know, so no, so it's like you know, he doesn't even. Put, Alan Alan is not known for his. Um, patient no oh. no no no. he has patience yeah he, i don't even know no, what it he's, is he's not gonna he's if you're shit talking alan he's gonna he's not gonna let you do it i don't know what a word for that is but he's just not he doesn't let you people get away with things he's not gonna tell you things you want to hear to make you feel better he, he you know he'll just tell you like it is like a, how he his perspective the, of something the is. perfect phrase was said of this guy that i know of and i can't think of what it is but yes you, you said it well yeah it's and i mean that i mean all those things as compliments but but so it's so you would think that it might be Alan, but but uh, but but Craig has a wonderful diagram that I could show on the visual here uh, of of Alan and David fighting. Okay, this big hand is David. This thing is Alan. Boo! 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 <laughs> I wondered what that was, and now it makes perfect sense. Yeah, and that and that is uh. That is that was Craig's uh, description of watching Alan and David fight, but uh, <laughs> but yes. So so on my 18th birthday, I was very much a coward. I was you know I I was scared. So I spent that whole day with a uh, with a bag of walnuts and a nutcracker in my pocket. Looking around, <laughs> looking around corners for David, who later called me that evening when someone that he was friends with that I was still going to high school with at the time uh, uh, called him up and told him what was going on. Oh, I believe it, it might have been like, uh, oh God, I'm 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 not wanting to say people's last names, but my friend Meredith, who had an older sister named Alyssa, who was friends with David knew what I was doing and told her sister, which told David, who David is somebody that likes to get spies in weird situations that so he knows what's going on and when he talks. So he called me up later on the phone and said, ha, 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 I'm away at college. Of course I'm not going to be beating you up, but I heard you had walnuts all day. <laughs> My whole point of saying this whole ridiculous story, which ended up yielding some wonderful results, though, is that 
I'm allergic. To, I'm not allergic to anything other than mosquitoes and insects. I'm Macaulay Culkin from My Girl. I will die if bees, too many bees sting me. And and these giant mosquitoes scare me. This is like end days for me. So so I'm scared. Oh, it's cicada, by the way. Oh, thank you, thank you. So more You're welcome, cicada. More stories about a place almost as optimistically wonderful as as Florida as Orlando, Florida, downtown Detroit. Glenn Stevens Lott got into an argument with a 65-year-old man over a number of strokes Lott had on one particular hole at a Detroit-area golf course. You know, when I started to read that, I thought it was a 65-year-old man got into an argument about how many strokes he, yeah, how many strokes he had or something. That's, yeah. I thought, that's where I thought it was going when I, when I quickly uh, gazed over this. Yeah, this this might this is that would have been a very interesting. Story. That would have been way funnier than this. I'm gonna pretend it's strokes. So a 65 year old man uh, got got into an argument on a golf course with another man about who had more strokes in the particular year, and it was very difficult because both of them had suffered some speech impediments because of it. So it was a dis- a really disturbing argument. <laughs> no word on whether they established a correct number of strokes. That they had each had, but added to the total by whacking the man on the arm with his golf club that many times. Further enraged by his bro- actually, this is working out better to be a golf story. Further enraged by his broken club, Lot allegedly stabbed the man in the arm with a shaft of the golf club that he broke off on his head before fleeing. Police, police soon caught up with Lot at his home, where they found he had a half-broken golf club, and he was. Uh, dropped in jail for assault charges and held on a $100,000 cash bond where then, in the courtroom, he officially did have a stroke. Jesus Christ. God. And more horrible news. In Illinois, someone helped the environment by recycling 50-gallon containers. However, this person was more green-minded than you might imagine. A citizen later called the police about some suspicious items in the recycling bin, which turned out to be nine blocks of marijuana inside the 50-gallon container, weighing about 100, 100 pounds and having a street value of more than $100,000. Commander Jay Pavarotti says, I don't think anyone's going to come forward to claim this. I'll come forward to claim it. Now, that's a good question. If I'm from Colorado, for instance, could I claim this marijuana as my own? No. No? I, you can't, no. I can't get a, no. I can't get a, you know, a, what, what, what is no. it? What, what you, is it? You're in Illinois. Okay. What, Illinois law. What if a uh, I can't get an extradition treaty for my marijuana? <laughs> uh, s- states can't make treaties among themselves within uh, the Constitution. That's stupid. Yeah. <laughs> also, no. they can't be extradited because the, the, that's stupid, the marijuana itself didn't commit a crime. Okay, okay. You sh- stop making sense. Now, a former CIA and NSA <laughs> contractor... That's what I went to grad school for. Hey. Stop making sense. Admitted that he leaked documents about the toxic secret surveillance program that people are freaking out about this week. 29-year-old. Oh, now that's, there's the guy with an extradition treaty problem, (laughs) but go on. Yeah, seriously. Okay, I'm not going to get into a whole whether it's okay for the government to be tracking us through cell phones or monitoring our stuff or getting Facebook messages, all that sort of shit. Like, part of the reason why... You know, I try to not put personal shit out there on social networking sites just because, you know, any smart individual could see something like this coming a mile away. And if you put out, you know, hi, I'm getting unemployment benefits, but I'm working right now. Ha 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 ha. And you're and you're not thinking that someone might see that to report you. It's like somebody going on a game show, winning the money and not paying their taxes. It's just stupid. You know, you're kind of flashing it out there. But I don't want to get into all that, whether it's OK for the government to 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 watch shit and all that. But 
the, the problem I have here, or the point I think that you made reference to, is if someone's working for the NSA, and why would you leak this shit? Like, I, I mean, that's what I'm wondering. What, like, what's the what's? Because uh, he's a fame whore. Yeah, because because you want to be a famous. I mean, and that's and that's the problem. He wants. He wanted. He would. He. Do look, you know? Like, do you know? Sitting. He was working for um, you know Bose Allen. Probably had the world's most boring job sitting there, like you know, doing putting numbers of phone calls together on spreadsheets. And now he's going to write a book that's going to be a millionaire. Yeah, he wants to go. He wants to write a book. He wants to have a big adventure. God, but at least, but you if, know, you if you model don't, top. if you don't think that, I'm not saying it's right or wrong. Again, I'm not saying it's right or wrong. If you're if you're having problems with it, go live in Australia or go live on a on a tropical island paradise in the middle of nowhere that has no government regulations. You know, see how the or, mo- and and the, before you do that, rent the movie The Beach and see how that works out for people. But like, but but or quit your job and go talk to or go talk to your senator. I mean, you know. Yeah, but what I'm saying what I'm saying is if you don't think that the government has been doing things like this throughout time with whatever means they have necessary you you're you're foolish if you think this is new for facebook or new for tapping people's cell phones they're just having better ways of doing it i mean you think it wasn't going on in rome yeah you but you but even even more soon than that do you think it wasn't going on in the 80s or the 90s or the 70s or the 60s or the 50s or the 40s do you think it was never of course it was it was going on in different ways and means you know, like oh, I know for a fact that that in it was going on in the Bell system in the seventies and eighties because I know people who were involved in yeah getting phone- you know parts of, of of doing it. Yeah, and it's like people are freaking out on, and I'm not saying like I said, I'm not getting into whether this is right or wrong. That could be a whole show onto itself about about debates mm-hmm. about the government protecting us over privacy and all sorts of crap. I don't want to get into all that, and but my point is, a lot of people are freaking out about this, like it's. Like they've never heard of something like this happening, but they could never Here's imagine the, the government looking at their Facebook page. Oh my God! How could a government think to do this? Do you know why? Because they're because let's look at this past terrorist situation. I'm uh, sorry, let's finish in a second. Let's think of this past mm-hmm. ter- terrorist situation, like it, that happened in Boston. They look back on his Twitter and his Facebook and stuff, and he was ta- they were talking about it in, st- in some ways or making references to it and things. I mean, they're, they 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 have. Where there's, they have some credibility to be looking into situations like this. Yeah, they might be using it, to, but I understand why we live. I, I know it's been a long time since September 11th, but we live in a post-September 11th world. And I know I'm, oh yeah, hate me now. Turn this off. He's he's talking too conservative, but I don't care. Like, I'd rather the government be a little bit too much in my life than have to worry about going into shopping malls that are going to blow up. You know, I, that's that's just me. I'm sorry. Maybe I'm too anxious and I'm too afraid of whatever. But I have friends that lived in that live in Israel that lived there that had a, that I know what kind of life they they have of the horror and the worry they have on an everyday basis, and especially in the last you know ten years of living in that area. And and I don't want where I live to to feel exactly like that. And some form of government intrusion has has to happen. Maybe it needs to be ironed out what that needs to be, but something needs to happen. I'm sorry. My rant's over. No, that's okay. I, I mean, I think it needs to be, you know, limited. I think it needs to be clarified. Yeah, absolutely. I, you know, absolutely. I, I didn't realize that anything, for example, that you put, you know, in the cloud is, um, 
is is open for you know without um, warrant uh, or oversight. cause or so. Yeah, yeah. No, without I agree. A warrant without. I agree that um, there's a lot of hinky bullshit there that needs to be ironed out. There was a lot of horrible shit in the, in the Patriot Act that needed to be ironed out and figured out. I agree. But the thing is that what people are complaining about now is the ironed out version of the Patriot Act. Absolutely. This is the Patriot Act with the court added. Patriot Act 2.0. Yeah. It's Patriot Patriot Act 2.0. That's what, well, no, it, it, it is the Patriot. It is the Patriot Act itself. The very Patriot Act is what authorized all this. And then when it was discovered that there was no court oversight, it was required that there be court oversight. But the court is, you know, held in secret, which is quite reasonable to have an issue with. But again, okay, it's been happening since 2011. So that's, you know, almost 12 years or, well, let's say 11 years, you know, probably 2012 or not 2011, 2001, 2002, probably, whenever that was enacted. And, the, my, you know, it, it, it's, this isn't new. Yeah, no, this, and that, I guess it, that's, I guess that's my overall point. And then, and then I'll, I'll drop this because we could, we could get in a rant about this. It's well, not, it's, it's not, not new. new in the one sense that, you know, it's been going on for a very long time, but it's not new in another sense in that it's been very publicly hashed out already. Yeah, yeah. But I, we live in such a societal world that people forget five seconds what people said to them and what's in the media or what's in the press. You know, it used to be that something pops mm-hmm. in the press and even the biggest stories in the world now only have a shelf life for about a week at most, and then they're out of the public consciousness, and then it's on to something else. It used to be that stories had sometimes had month wingspan on them, you know, like big stories. You would just carry on for a while. Now the only things that carry on for months like that are like court cases that go on for months and stuff like that. But for the most part, well, and like, they're court cases about you know murders of nobody by nobody, right? And and they were stuff that were that most. Most people, details. exactly, and the court, the whole interest in the court system in the court cases isn't as big as it used to be because because of the aforementioned public forgetting about the murders or the problems that happen two or three years before the cases come back. You know where it used to be before. You don't must you know you don't must remember about the Timothy Vale or some whatever. I don't, it's it's just yeah. it's just a different society we live in, and it's and it's and it's weird that people are sort of forgetting things that were in the headlines not that long ago, like less than five years ago. Anyways, an actress who appeared on the television show Walking Dead was arrested for sending ricing oh, yeah. lace letters to President Obama, Mayor Michael Bloomberg, and director of the Ma- Mayors Against Illegal Guns. Shannon Richardson called the FBI... Shannon Richardson. I don't know who this is. Let me type her name in. Shannon I don't know who she is either, but Richardson. I read that story that it was an actress from Walking Dead. Sammy Richardson. Images. Let's see. Oh, this chick. Okay, I I know her. She was a she was a zombie on uh, Walking Dead, but but I I have seen her in other little bits parts and stuff like that. She called the FBI, claiming that her husband, an army vet, vet vent vet, had sent the letters in May. Investigators eventually determined that she was the one who sent them. So she blamed it on her husband. She blamed it on her dog. Ugh, freaking idiot. That's, that's, Se- yeah. Security firm. I, oh, what, do you want to say anything about that? Oh. Trivia, um, ricin is where uh, castor oil comes from, hmm. same plant. Interesting. Castor oil. Didn't they used to feed castor oil to kids? Yeah, for uh, digestive uh Yeah, I remember seeing assistance. something in like a cartoon or like a Bugs Bunny cartoon where they feed castor oil to, 
oil to babies or something. Yeah. Uh, security yeah, from, speaking of Casper something, sp- security from Kaspersky says they have discovered the most sophisticated Android Trojan condom, I mean Trojan yet. The Obad Trojan <laughs> can send messages to premium rate numbers, download other malware, install it on your phone, and I'll do a bunch of other nasty stuff as well. So, so be careful of that, Android people. Uh, the Texas oncologist is accused of attempting to poison her boyfriend by lacing his coffee with chemicals used in antifreeze. Shit. The 42-year-old reportedly served the laced coffee to him. He became suspicious because his black coffee was sweet. He asked for a new cup. I was just going to say, like, and she did to- he take it with sugar? Because otherwise. Yeah, it's going to taste weird. She told him it was splendor and that he should drink the rest of it. She then served him a second cup. But we don't have any outcome to this. Did he? When did he figure out this poison? Did he build up a tolerance to the iocane powder that she used? And she said it's. And she kept saying it's inconceivable. I mean, is that what happened here? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Now inconceivable. Inconceivable. Uh, Zach. I love that he was Zach the fir- the the Ferengi Grand Nagus on Deep Space Nine. Anyways, mm-hmm. the the mother of two from Pennsylvania says she drinks people's blood vampire style and takes down about four pints a month. The 45-year-old woman, who should have her kids taken away from her, has been sucking the blood of willing donors for more than 30 years. She meets vampire enthusiasts at an occult and oddity store where she cuts them with a pagan-style knife before licking up their blood. Okay, I don't think she should... Okay, lose shouldn't we use her teeth? She doesn't, no, no, that sounds fake. That's not how Lame. vampires do it. And, okay, I have to take it back. If, she's a, if people are willing to let her do this, if this is all, you know... Like, when, when I read this... That like my immediate thought was that you know she forced this upon people. That's vampire style. Vampire style. I think that you bite people that don't want to be bite bit and you suck their blood. It's not a. It's not a. You let people that want you to drink that have just weird fetishes. Okay, if this is just a weird fetish thing, amen. Go for it. You know, if you think you're getting some super lifelong power from android blood, you know, go for it. But you know, don't don't bite me. I, I support you. Please don't bite me. Now, some CEOs in New York City are hiring sober companions to keep them away from alcohol. They hire, they they help work undercover as personal assistants, bodyguards, researchers, drivers for CEOs. I actually do not think this is a bad idea. If someone needs that kind of help to get, yeah, get off a of substance and people are admitting that they don't, you know, they can't really control themselves, I'm I'm. I'm down for this. It's better than this. Another stupid person. Another possible winner of stupidest person of the week award. A man in New Jersey accidentally set his house on fire when trying to kill bed bugs. The man was using a space heater, hair dryer, and a heat gun to kill the bed bugs inside his home. Heat guns are usually used to strip paint off woodwork, buddy. They can reach temperatures of 1,000 degrees. Not smart. I know bed bugs suck and they're tough to get rid of once they're in there. You know... They're like vampires, <laughs> but, but you shouldn't, but you shouldn't do this yourself. I'm sorry. You know, bed bugs are one of those situations that exterminators were born for. Get the exterminator in there to do the fucking job. Speaking of people, I'd like to exterminate Jared Vogel. Now, you know, the guy, the Jared guy, he's worth 15. He went to, um, he went to college with my, fr- my friend, Adam. Was he a good guy? Is he a good Is guy it- in real life? Um, 
Adam said he was kind of weird. Okay. Well, this weird dude is worth 15 million bucks, all because he started eating Subway sandwiches. In his first one 15 years ago, made his claim to fame by spending a whole year eating Subway sandwiches and eventually dropping over 200 pounds. What I want to know about this situation, and I'm just not, I'm way too lazy and proud to like look it up, is is did Jared, did he propose this to Subway before the year started? Was this like a marketing stunt? No. He started it, and then someone, and, and then someone like, told Subway. Adam was saying like he started it like it was just easy for him, and there was like a Subway on campus or something. Interesting, and yeah. And now we're talking about Subway. The five worst kids meals besides Subway you can give to somebody is Denny's Inside Out Grilled Cheese with French Fries. Oh, that sounds so delicious, and it, it packs so a, a whopping 970 calories. So. So you just eat that for the day. That's my food for the day. Now we got chili pepperoni pizza with cinnamon apples. Uh, I don't like that sound. It's gross. What? Yeah, chili pepperoni. That's disgusting. Yeah, that's disgusting too. Uh, Dairy Queen's chicken strips with ranch fries, Arctic Rush Dilly Bar. Ugh, Dilly Bar. Apple- are they? Are they? Are, are these like? Things that are getting cramped together. Yeah, they, I, I think that's a new thing uh, that they're, they're just trying. Like, in in it's like it it's it's I kin it to the remakes of movies when you run out of ideas to just make new foods. They can't create any more animals. You know they can try, but they you know you so can, they just put ice cream on the pizza. Yeah, and just and call it and call it like high art or something. It's it it's everyone's obsessed with the the, the chopped the chopped society that watches all these food channel shows. So they're trying all these things mm-hmm. and, and the, these uh. You know, it, I think it all. I you can also blame carnies for it to a certain extent for starting all this shit with deep frying ice cream and deep frying well, candy that's bars and stuff. The, the Scottish are to blame for that. Oh, the actually. Scottish. It's okay. We can blame the Scots for that too. Yeah, the, that the, the, the um, Scots. <laughs> I think it was the deep fried Milky Way started Ooh. in Scotland, and after that, it was over. Just, yeah, after that, it's if over. you watch Brit- a lot of British TV, there's always jokes about did you get any, you know people who go to Scotland did you get anything deep fried? Now this sounds normal. Too many cheeseburgers with fries and chocolate milk. That sounds pretty, but that sounds pretty interesting. But it's for a kid. It's thirteen hundred and sixty calories. Holy crap! And finally, at Friendlies, I miss Friendlies. The quesadilla alone, a cheese quesadilla with strawberry milk and friendly's butterfinger sundae then the quesadilla alone packs 890 calories and 60 grams of fat i can't keep talking about this it's making me hungry <laughs> it's like that when people yeah, actually whenever, i want to there's still a friendly's in watertown you know? yeah you want to maybe go someday it, it the funny yeah. thing is uh, reading all this stuff like it's the same effect that i think uh some cancer ads have on smokers i've noticed like like it makes them want to smoke cigarettes you know, I've seen that. I've seen it in practice. Like the 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 uh, the, the smoking. Uh, they just go. They're like, "Fuck these guys!" I'm, you know, I'm smoking a cigarette. And and how many sto- and how many stoners or drug addicts quote the "This is your brain. This is your brain on drugs." I mean, all those PSAs, the Nancy Reagan PSA. Oh yeah. Age. Well, yeah. This is your brain in, on drugs with a side of bacon. Yeah. In Nancy Reagan's defense, the research had not been done at the time. And yeah, the psycho. Ask, I agree. The psychographics and the and the proper the advertisers didn't quite understand the medium of television in the way they do now. In the way of what certain well, commercials she, are going to be. She fun. was asked, "What do I say if somebody offers me drugs?" And she thought for a second and said, "Well, just say no." No, I actually and like. Took that, I, li- I like you know, the just say. I like the just say no. But I guess I'm blaming Nancy Reagan for the slew of 
of uh, horrible infomercial type commercials that came out post her saying that and then oh. the war of drugs starting. I'm blaming that all on Nancy Reagan. The just say no thing, I, I think maybe they shouldn't have used it as a slogan, but I think it's I think it's a perfectly no, fine response. No, it shouldn't have wound up on lunch trade. Right. I think it's a perfectly fine response to the question that she got. And I think Nancy Reagan yeah. was a wonderful woman. You know, I have like I have nothing bad really to say about Nancy Reagan. It it uh I was too young to really hate on her to really understand. And plus those day, that was still in the day and age before everything changed with Bill Clinton. Like, like you can blame it on George, a lot of people say George W. Bush, but it started with Clinton where previous to Clinton, yep. people were somewhat hard on politicians or the president, but there was sort of this reverence to the office and this protection that reporters gave the privacy of the president. Once I th- I think our society in the way it is now, the TMZ society, if you want to call it that, or the Twitterverse society, all dates back in some ways to the OJ trial and the Clinton thing. Those two things were fundamental beginnings of of this and the sort of lack of respect that the office of president has been getting. Like the like, I think of it in the way of like of how everybody thinks everything is a conspiracy theory. Everybody these days thinks every politician is full of shit and an asshole and, and every part of their, everything is bullshit. You know, like, oh my God, it's raining today. You know whose fault it is, Gotti? It's Obama's fault. It, his liberalism is making it rain. It is. It's Obama's fault. He's just, I mean, I'm not saying, I, the, I'm not saying anything. Anybody's well, perfect. Not much credit, but, <laughs> but you know, yeah. but you know what I'm saying though? Like, like before in the Reagan age for whatever it's worth, like, but I, I do I do I do know what you mean. As much as as much as there were some people who were you know. I'm not saying quite, I'm not saying be, pre- presidents better or worse is a different story altogether, and whether people have legitimate problems with them. But but at the time, the you know, before Clinton, presidents weren't getting the kind of shit that George W. Bush and. Barack Obama have it gotten. It wasn't. It wasn't the same thing. It wasn't necessarily on a personal level. Certainly not to that extent. People kept I that mean, stuff it, to themselves know, more. With, and, but with like the, Nixon, it was political. Yeah. With, you the, know, with, with Reagan, there was the jelly bean thing, but everything else was political. Yeah. But with Bush too and Obama, they've faced a kind of wrath from public support that no other presidents have ever had to deal with in the world. I would date a date back to the revolutionary post-revolutionary war, like uh, world when it was a smaller country. Uh, 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 I think in the world we live in, we're in this uh, virtual coliseum, so to speak. That so everybody, so it's easily accessible in some ways to mm-hmm. to communicate our opinions in the ways that it, it never was for centuries and centuries in a sense but now it's like it's back oh. to the days of being in being in and you a second Rome reference of the day of being in the costume yelling at our overlords so they can hear us bad 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 I mean and everyone has a voice now it, it's it's you know everyone has a podcast everyone has a voice everyone has a blog you know everyone has you know is putting it out there and 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 there's some good there but there's a lot of sh- like I think you know I think I, I guess the only reason I mentioned this was because because Reagan was still in the glory days of People did disagree with Reagan, but he didn't get the same shit. You know, Nancy Reagan was a national treasure. You know, she she was a national treasure. She was so cute. You know, she was a little Muppet. You know, but we do live in I a... Think, I think... I mean, I think I think Nancy Reagan got her share of, of criticism over... Yeah, years, but, la- years later. But, you know, but at this point, like, people just... 
everybody has an opinion about everything and they don't shut up. Yeah, never. They never do. And the, and it's and it's not. Never. And the opinions aren't that. And I. You know what? And I know I'm one of them. These I don't care. The people who should have opinions about things, really. Yeah. yeah. Honestly. And they weren't the opinion. I mean, honestly, what I just said earlier about the 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 current executive is probably the first comment I've had to make. And I don't I don't talk about him. Yeah. I I don't think about him. I don't regard him. I don't talk about him. I have no interest, none. And you know, I'm not. I'm and I'm not going to go around I, I, bashing him for anybody that appreciates some so, something he did. You know, you're not going to be like, oh, you're an idiot because you're because you're you're. Why don't you just move to Russia, you you commie? You know, which is what people say. No, the, I mean, irrespective of whether I think, you know, I mean, I, irrespective of, of whether I think it, it's it, it's you know, it's sort of incomprehensible to me where people are finding the things they admire. You know, I, I don't, I don't have the energy or the, yeah, yeah. I, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't want to get into a whole big political thing either because I feel like I feel like at this point people are so, get so caught up in the what side of the fence you are and and everyone's so personal about it these days in a way that it never was before. You used to be like don't talk politics. No one yeah. no one well, does no one doesn't no one keeps that stuff to themselves these days and it causes a lot of people that were friends to not be friends to, to argue about things they shouldn't say and cross a lot of a line. Like I don't even I I'm the same way. I don't really want to get into the into it. I have you know, I have problems and things I've liked about every president that I'm alive to ca- enough to care about, but I'm not smart enough or not. You had no problem with Jimmy Carter other than the fact that the Secret Service returned you to your mother when you went running around. The I tell a lot of people that him. story. I've said that story on the show a couple of times. I've had people say I've made that story up and no, I no, really, you didn't. I got tackled by Secret Service. It happened. It really happened. Yeah. You did. It did. You it did. did. Okay, so a couple of more stories before we let you people go and make our way to friendlies for the 1,300-calorie uh, kids' meal. Uh, Reverse uh, kids' meal. Exciting news out of England, where the winners of the 2013 Shed of the Year contest has been announced. I would do a, oh. I would do an English accent, but it would just come out French. The, but I guess that would work for Jean-Luc Picard in some <laughs> weird backwards way. Wee, wee, wee. The contest invites so-called sheddies to show their custom-built sheds. It's a popular contest. Judging by nearly 200,000 entries. Two, oh, 2,000 entries. Okay, not 200,000 entries. I'm French, <laughs> so I like to exaggerate my numbers. <laughs> Over 14,000 members of the public voted. That's what I read thousand. I mixed those two words. Uh, voted for the public and their favorite. A total of eight finalists were announced in various categories, including best eco shed, best garden shed, most unique shed, and normal shed. A single grand prize winner will be announced during <laughs> British Shed Week. Now, if you don't think, like, why did we leave? Why did the. Seriously, I I wish we were back in back in Britain. I mean, I know our people were never really in Britain, but you know what I mean, Americans. Yeah, but why do we? Why did we come here? I mean, come on, these Brits. And what's I, a- I don't know. I I would have been a loyalist. And what's amazing? And my my people, <laughs> at some point, I think were in Britain. Yeah, but we're we're, we're 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 my. Is that on your? Is that on the opposite side? The side that we don't share. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, and I yeah. don't, and I actually don't know all about my both my sides of my lineage. So, theoretically, part of my family could have been in 
England, but I'm guessing they were in Italy, so not in England, but who knows? Probably. You, yeah. ne- you never, you never can tell though. But, uh, but yes. So, but what, but what's amazing about about the the English is I bet they've been doing this shed thing since since ought one or something, you know, like. Like they, mm-hmm. they have, or I, even more than that, they've probably been doing this since the 1500s. It doesn't even say, it's just like, it's just this, this thing has turned into just shed week. You know, they don't even tell you how many of these they've had. It's probably been shed week since they started keeping the dates, you know, since, uh, since Henry VIII r- ruled, you know, <laughs> like, uh, this is amazing. I love the bricks. They're just such a wacky people. And they, be- they've kept the farms alive. You know, that like, you know, they, they're such a such a bubbled society in some ways, you know, England is, England's life, life history is so weird. If you think about how expansionist they were at their beginnings and then how, mm-hmm. and, and then, and then how they've completely post the wars been, you know, cause of, cause of what faced post the British empire falling, which lasted so long, uh, parts of it, you know, remnants of it and, in, in you know, countries recent as a couple of years ago that are just gaining independence from Britain. So it's like, you know, that, but they've really, you know, really so, such interiorly, so, so bubbled. It's like they put a big dome over the head and just sort of captured an error in time. And they're like, yeah, we just want to be like this. Similar to the way that the, Ch- like, sorry to get this all history oriented, similar to the way that the Chinese dur- did during the classical era when they were on verge to take over the world and then they faced a lot of some struggles and they kind of wound everything in on the basis of Confucianism. But I don't want to get into my my uh, history class from North Shore Community College here and uh, that can be a different show altogether. So a few more stories. This is probably should have happened a long time ago, but Ringo is turning Octopus's Garden into a children's book. I saw this on the Disney Channel years ago. They turned it into uh, like a kids' movie sort of thing. Oh, and Paul McCartney will be on the Stephen Colbert show next Wednesday, doing a special one-hour musical performance. So check that out. Here we go. Tom Hardy. We're gonna do a couple of lightning stories here. You've, Tom Hardy's in talks to play Elton John in a biopic called Rocket Man. Okay. Uh, M. Night Shyamalan. I don't. Hardy. I don't know how I feel. He was uh, Tom Hardy. Was uh, was you probably didn't see Bane. He was in Star Trek Nemesis. He played Picard's evil younger twin. Oh, uh, okay. Okay. He is going to be playing the Rocket Man. I don't know how I feel about biopics about people that are alive. I think. I think you're jumping the gun. It's like giving people lifetime achievement awards at forty. It's just you know you're jumping. Oh, the- well, it's like when they. When they named the, you know, when they named things after people, like, like the Ted Williams Tunnel. Yeah. Like, when Ted Williams died, I, I thought that the headline should be, or, you know, in the news, like, the Ted Williams Tunnel became less vulgar today when Ted Williams died at the age of, yeah, you know. Yeah. No, I agree. It's, it's, I, I don't think, I don't think they should do biopics about people that are alive. Uh, or at least people that are still young enough to be out there creating stories and news. And, and as soon as last year... Elton John was still having a feud with Madonna, and he, it was still pretty funny. I mean, it's Elton John is still vital in the in the music industry of what he's doing. I mean, he's not doing number one songs, but he's still selling out in like the top ten touring artists out there. You know, so it's like, you know, it's not like he's not relevant anymore. Yeah. I mean, like Ray Charles, the movie was started at towards the end of his life. He knew he was sick, so he started working on the project. So. So he could so he could help pick out who he wanted to play himself and stuff. So I understand that, but I don't think unless unless Elton John knows something we don't, I don't think he's going anywhere anytime soon. 
So uh, here we go. O'Brien Land, no. All the, a lot of these are news stories that I would have had a click on, so smart for me to copy them onto a page. <laughs> <laughs> they're all they're all like it's like half a Careful. half a story there's no it's like sex in the city creator sets heights on another fertile topic it doesn't i don't know what the topic is i'd have to click on it but i can't click on it because it's a piece of paper so we're down to our final issue of the day our final issue in this in this very very long show that i might since since at this point you're listening to it and you might be listening to part two of two weeks of a show in in a row I don't know. I'm. 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 That would be very exciting. That might be. I might. I might do this as a part one, part two thing because this is a two-hour. I. I. I have reached the two-hour point. So. So uh, I usually or lately have been doing just one-hour podcasts. Uh, so I might. I might do that. And if I did do this, this part that I'm talking right now for my listeners that are listening, I see. I still have some. Uh, we. St- we still have some for any of you. You're hearing something that you're not going to hear on the podcast. I'm going to edit this part out. <laughs> or maybe I won't because I'm lazy. But, here's my, but here <laughs> is my final issue. And, and not only am I lazy, it ruins the flow sometimes. I feel like, feel like I need to tr- – it's not proper to cut things out unless it's, like, really bad. Unless I say something like I really – like I go – when I'm trying to talk or something and it's not funny if it's like – if it followed by a long silence. Like this is something I might cut out if I go uh, – uh, 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 Okay. Like, like that I might cut out. I mean I'm not going to in the recording because that was you know me doing it for an example. But if I did that in an actual recording of the show, then I might cut that out at some point in between. Or if I say something stupid that's really annoying to me. Like like saying the word whatever or saying situation twenty five thousand times because for some reason every time I say the word situation now I think of that horrible guy from the Jersey Shore and his abs. I don't know what that makes me, but I'm thinking about that dude's abs. His abs weren't that great. No, they weren't. They weren't perfect. No, I actually thought like when I when I finally saw the show after years of uh, refuting, and then when I watched it, especially the first couple seasons, I'm like, oh, this is the real world. With just the same cast over and over again, like I'm like, how is this different in the real world? And I, there were people that were it, it, it was the real world with people who were even worse than the people who were on the real world after it went downhill. Yeah, but how's that not fun to watch? Uh, that, that's what I like. Like to me, like the reality shows that are horrible to watch are the ones that take themselves too seriously. But when it's like, oh, we know these people are a train wreck. Watch the train wreck. I. I find some entertainment factor in that. But granted, I do watch Survivor, which does kind of take itself seriously, but not all the players I, on I, the show I, take itself seriously. I watched a, a, an episode of Millionaire Matchmaker last night where there was this guy who was saying he was a prince, and I was like, in the way that he said it, I'm like, okay, you're German, so that's <laughs> one strike against you. You're not actually legally a prince. Let's see what else you have to say. And he said like three things, and I'm like, "You are not a prince. You got yourself adopted by somebody. <laughs> I'm sure of it." And sure enough, I looked him up because if you get yourself adopted, you can use the name that includes prince, mm-hmm. like as your surname, but you're not a prince. Oh, you're not technically and you're not part of the royal family. Interesting, right? It, yeah, and there are people who do that and go around saying, "Oh, I'm a prince. I'm a prince," and they're, you know, not. Um, and so I was like you know, did some, some looking into some, some, uh, tree, you know, family trees there. And sure enough, guy was full of, you know, full of poop. 
full of some crap. Full of poop. So speaking yeah. of, speaking of which, here is our final issue. Now, a man in Germany gave away his life savings. Okay, that's all. Again, a man in Germany. Show's over. Now, a, <laughs> a man, let me turn this down a little bit. Now, a man in Germany gave away his life savings in cash to a passerby on the street. An unidentified 49-year-old stood outside the bank, passing over 1500 bucks to random strangers. Now, okay, it's not exactly a fortune, but the man said he just didn't want his ex-wife to end up getting it. Local reported the incident, fearing that the cash was counterfeit or stolen, but a police spokesperson said, no, it's real, we can't, under we can't find any evidence of a crime. I think this guy deserves my Hero of the Year award. He will not let the wife get the money. He's going to hand it out. I think this is a great way of spending your money. You don't have any family. You don't have any kids. You don't have any former way to get rid of this money. Why give it to the evil succubus wife that you obviously have some pent-up aggression for when you can just give it to strangers? Because you know those strangers, your wife isn't going to remember you. She's just going to take your money, spend it, and be like, fuck that guy. I hate him. These strangers are always going to remember that day that you gave him that $100 bill. They're always going to remember. Well, I'm not going to remember it. Well, I kind of forgot it already. I guess that's the theme of today, folks. You forget what happened five minutes after it happens. I don't even remember the story I was talking about. But anyways, guys. Yeah, and before we were saying five years, but now it's just five. Now it's just five, five minutes, yeah. No, that's for five seconds. Whoa. There's the guy in Germany giving away his money. Yeah, that's Germany. All I remember now is Germany in Scheiser video. There's a guy on a Scheiser video that got paid money to do no, something no, to his no, wife. No, it wasn't. It no. No, no well. that wasn't what. Okay, uh, whatever. No. But anyways, folks, thanks for tuning into this week's or these two week this two part issues program, the second part of the program. I am Phil the Issues Guy. You can follow me on Twitter at I Got Issues Man. You can search me on Facebook if you search the Issues Guy. Thank you, Gotti, for being part of the Issues program this week. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. And uh, follow my friends. Shouts out the Boston Bastard Brigade, Land of Esh, uh, Jace Down Studios, all the silliness I post. Check it out. And I'm going to be playing a little a little promo. <laughs> I couldn't think of the word promo for some reason. At the end here of the show that features all the Land of Esh people. So check all of them out throughout the week for your finest geek culture knowledge. From them anyways. From me, obviously, I try to talk about some geek stuff and try to talk about some video games. And I do. And I got some exciting announcements about another show I might be a part of that's going to be more based just directly around video games and tech culture. So the issues program will be even more general insanity. But that's part of me. I mean, me, what I... What could be more exciting? But the, but the thing is, I don't think in this day and age everyone's so cycled. You've got you to be on certain sides. You have to be right or left. You Left or right, up or down. You've got to be all these certain things. It, what I define myself as a geek or a nerd or whatever I am, because of the obsessive nature I am when I get into things and because of the way I watch things, because of the way my mind works, because of the discussions that me and my friends and my family have, all those type of stuff. That makes me who I am. I don't need to have the latest eye crap to know what's going on. I just like reading about crap and bullshitting about it. So I guess I'm part of the problem. I am part of the problem. I'm also part of the solution, but I can't help it. I got issues. Anyways, guys, see you next time. Bye, and listen to this promo.
Get ready to get your nerd on. Kick the week off right with games, gadgets, and general geekery from the ladies of the Electric Sisterhood. On Tuesdays, get your pop culture news and reviews with a pure Bostonian perspective on the Boston Bastard Brigade. Geek Agro is coming at you on Wednesdays to fill what's left of your cerebral cortex with the hottest beats to get you on your feet. Then on Thursdays, you have me, Phil the Issues Guy, presenting the Live Issues Program. It's going down each week only in the land of Ash, Nerdcore at its finest. 